Hi everyone, Raphael Harry here, and you're listening to White Label American, a podcast where we hear stories from an immigrant or two, sometimes more. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. episode of white label american and this uh depending on when you listen to this or what side of the fence you're on if you're a freeloader that means you get this in 2023 but if you're one of those who love supporting the black creative you know you, you, you're not about you, you're not like that what's his name again george santos the guy from long island who we don't even know what if he's real that's his real name or not but if you like you're not like that guy and you've been giving money to this podcast then yeah you get this episode in 2022 so um the message is keep supporting black creatives and black podcasts and give us the money even if it's up to 100 million we'll take it you know we'll, we'll mm. put it to good use you know so yeah i'm a, I'm a black capitalist you know it's different from capitalists <laughs> so with that being said we appreciate everyone who's been supporting this podcast if you are brand new to this podcast hey we still love you go give us five stars you don't want santa claus to put uh saint nicholas whichever one you believe in you don't want them to give you a call so do the right thing you know there's no other thing to do five stars write an awesome review even if you hate us still write give us five stars and your dream you have great dreams and then you can go hate somebody else so with that being said i have a great panel today and um you know we're at the end of 2022 it's been a wonderful year so many wonderful things happened so well what way to end up the year you know we got to talk about the year you know what's the year like for you but I don't, enough about me. We gotta talk about. I've gotta meet people we have on here. So let's see. Let's go by alphabetical, you know, in an alphabetical order. Um, so we'll start with the life of the party first. Oh no, no, I, I mean, Curry, we're gonna skip over you. I was gonna say Mimi. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I failed on the alphabetical stuff there, but uh, we we'll just go straight to Mimi and then Yay! go to the, to the master of music and then come to the founder of the BPA and then you know. And then um, Sasha. So please take over the mic from me before I get myself in trouble. Absolutely. I'll take the mic right away. <laughs> <laughs> so I am Mimi Jacks, host of the Improper Mimi Show. Um, Auntie Extraordinaire. I steal my niece's earrings and they jingle. Ooh, I see that. Then <laughs> um, I'm currently in Boston, but you know, I reside in Brooklyn. Happy to be there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, happy to be here tonight as well. Oh. I've got sound effects. That's dope. You are warm people. <laughs> <laughs> I hit a button. <laughs> Oh, that was hilarious. Oh, I can forget it. I have that. So, yeah, let's <laughs> go. We're bringing out all the stuff tonight. Right. Tonight, okay. everything's coming out. Any year on the high. You know? Gotta do it up for the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> no holding back. No right. holding back. There you go. 
So, hey, y'all. Um, my name is Jay Ray. That's the name I use when podcasting. But if you know me in other spaces and artistically, I go by my name, my government, as I often call it, which it is, of Johnny Ray Cornegay III. Um, I am many things. One of the things that I am is the co-host of the podcast, Q Points, where we are a music history podcast. We drop the needle on Black music history, as we say. Um, and uh, also, I am the creative director for CN. NP, uh, which is a nonprofit organization that I love very much and am really happy to be here with everybody. Hey. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on. I almost forgot. <laughs> I love it. There's definitely Brooklyn in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn transplant. Yes. Yes. I'm an immigrant in Brooklyn, so don't forget that. You know. I was like, I had to point that one out as a native New Yorker. <laughs> I'm going to let Sasha go first. I'm going to let Sasha go first. Ladies first. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Curry has been on the podcast before, so yeah, he's, he's, he's not brand new. All right. Okay, I'm Sasha Fountain, also known as Sash underscore Marguerite. I'm the co-host of Cozy Chat Podcast. I am born and raised in Jamaica, Queens. Um, so... Yeah, Queens is where it's at. Um, unfortunately, Brooklyn thinks they're supreme, but you know, hey, that's a story for another day. Yeah, I will give you, we'll but, give you a chill. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's for Queens. Hate is real, yo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, other than being a podcaster, I am like an aspiring book talker. So, We'll see how that goes in 2023. Hey, you're doing a great job there. You know? Yeah. I'd love yeah, to know you you keep introducing books. me to plenty of books. So, hey. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was going to say, or maybe I'll save it for later, but I was wondering, like, how many books you've read in 2022? Oh, tell them, Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, Tori already so knows. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we, we, we have to save that for Whoa. Wow. That oh, is awesome. <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna remove the books from one of the topics that we had. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no, I have a I have a really good music book that I would love to talk about. I'm, like, I'm not gonna go through all the I will pick two books for the year that I thought were amazing from okay. the BPA book club. Okay. Not from everything else I've read. Oh no, no, no. I, I was just okay, we'll, that. Cool. we'll take it to that later. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. And then All right, Corey. Then we save the best for last. Hey, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be a fun night. <laughs> yeah. uh, my name is Corey Gums. I am the founder of the BPA. I'm also um, I also run a mobile podcast studio out here in New York. I'm also born and raised in Jamaica, Queens. Queens get the money. So yeah, yeah um, I'm part of the Black Podcast Association. I don't know if I said that. <laughs> we gotta That's take the sound effects from uh from from this guy over here. <laughs> a <little> too happy. <laughs> he's he's definitely breaking the sound design rules. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Let me. Hey, you know I've done like two, three recordings on Melon, and then it's like after recording, I'm like, oh, at the very end, I remember, oh, I got sound effects. You know? <laughs> So I was like, I, today I remember from the beginning. So, yep, start using it. As soon as you remember, yeah. put it to good use. So, uh, this is the first time I have a super duper 
for uh guest panel and um yeah so we, 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 we're gonna hit the year 2022 review and uh let's see where do we start with Let, let's start with um the topic people don't usually like to talk about oh, it's boring and all that but it's not boring for me politics or the news or local news whichever way you want to go with it what was your highlights for the year what was the most fun thing for you for me it was dark brandon and uh, the judge santos was at the end you know that's one high is the, the highlight is dark brandon low you know, like joe we did it that's that's, that's but yeah but yeah it's not about me so let, let's start let's start with uh sasha you take that first I'm still thinking processing. Uh, high, top political highlight. Uh, hmm. Honestly, I would say the student loan forgiveness. Because I'm waiting. I got my approval. I'm just waiting for this court thing to finish up so I can get my ten thousand taken away. So these loans are like I'm. I'm not in as big of a hole as other people, but taking away 10K is good enough for me. Especially on and a then, compound interest. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, trying to think of a something. Honestly, the coverage of the whole um, Trump and the classified documents was a total low. I'm just like, are we gonna prosecute or not? Because like this, will they, won't they? Is getting annoying. But that, that guy generates, um, you know, he's a. I, I think the, the media just loves. They love Trump. They're still in love with that dude because they can't still call him an outright liar. They just that's why they keep, keep doing the won't they won't because. Galan has been going quietly about his job, doing the circling, and I'm I'm cool with the way Galan is going about it. But man, it, it's it's very annoying the way they keep putting Trump in the headlines. Like that guy shouldn't even be getting half, not even a quarter, ten percent of the time he shouldn't be getting it. But they just keep yeah. pumping him and pumping him. Well, that's because pumping. he attacked him for four years, so now's their time. It's not back. even that they're focused. Yeah, but they're not attacking him. I mean, basic media. They don't. They don't want attacking. They're focused it's... on money more right. than actual news. Like they're mm -hmm. focused on more eyeballs more money for our advertisers mm, like yeah. tv is not there a lot of times tv is not there to fully inform you it's more to uh you're they're paying for your eyeballs are being paid for mm. like they want your eyeballs on them because advertisers are paying them for you to see the ads and buy shit yeah i'm like from the, just paraphrasing one of my professors, <laughs> every, every second, no, not every class, but most classes this semester, he would talk about advertising, even though we were not the advertising class. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who, who wants to go next? I think for me, it was the whole January 6th thing and, uh, and the investigation behind that. Um, I think you know we, we read about stuff like that in history and now it actually happened during our time mm. and the causes that created it which trump is a very huge part of um and and the whole political party but i think that was a big one for me this year 
I don't have like more than one because I haven't been paying attention to much. But that and yeah, that's pretty mainly the one I've been paying attention to. And but that that alone is it, spread. The spread is so wide because it's easy to just say Trump cut his head off. You no, know, he cut off the head of the snake, and that's it. But once you go into the January sixth and you start seeing how far it and wide it spread. It shows you why you gotta just nip it in the bud. Because if it was a most a much smarter person that was at the head of running this cartel, man, they, 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 yeah, we, we, we probably would have been in, in camps right now. That that that's what we'd have been looking at. Yeah, but I feel like January sixth might be our modern day Watergate. It is. Um, I just that like what speaking about it right now, it just clicked. <laughs> it's our it water If uh, I, I recommend listening to um, the hashtag Sisters in Law pod- podcast, um, it's from four women lawyers, and one of them actually prosecuted uh, Nixon. There are four mm-hmm. women from diverse backgrounds, and one of them was on uh, the woman who was on the team that um, went after Nixon and. When she starts listing and pointing out the similarities from it, it, it's just between that time and now it's it's like they just somebody just photocopied and did a terrible job of copying, but it's just like wow, this is yeah, it's mm-hmm. and you can imagine a woman being in that space back then when women weren't even welcomed in that space. So yeah, it, it's I highly recommended because they expose a lot of this legal system. Um, in America, like up to the Supreme Court, why someone like Thomas Clarence should even be handling some of the cases that he's handling? Yeah, so every yeah, it's a highly recommended podcast. Yeah. All right. So I can jump in. Um, sure. Um, Go ahead. um for me, there there are actually two highlights. So the first, I'm really proud of the mobilization in Georgia around mm. the runoff between. Um, Walker and uh, Warnock. Warnock. Yeah. Um, I because I lived in Georgia for so long, I'm still connected. Uh, and my work, right? My 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 day job is connected to Georgia, so I'm still really engaged in what's happening on the ground there. And the folks were doing so much hard work to make sure that people knew that they needed to get out after having just voted in November, right? That they needed to go back and participate in this runoff. And the people showed up. And I am so proud of what the folks on the ground, the black folks on the ground in Georgia really worked their butts off to make sure that people got to the polls by any means necessary. And so it shows what's possible with engaged leadership around this and what's possible nationwide right to be able to i think uh get the change that we need um so i think we can learn things from the work that's been done um in georgia so that's one thing and even locally so locally in my hometown uh there was a black woman elected uh for state representative who upset a seat that had been held in one family for like 20 years 
right? Oh. And this Black woman came in, ran a really solid campaign, won the um, primary, and was able to then go ahead and win the seat. And so I'm really proud of... Um, that commitment and watching the way she uh, was able to uh, really run that campaign. It was a great campaign. And so I'm really, really proud of that. Um, you know, I'm not even going to focus on the lows. I think, you know, the, the biggest, I do want to mention one low that I think this is definitely some work that we have to do. Uh, Roe versus Wade was a huge low oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. for me. Uh, Pennsylvania passed a horrible HIV criminalization law that made it work. I'm like, how can you make it worse in 2022? That's wow. terrible, right? I mean, so, I miss yeah, I so completely. I'll make sure that I send that out to folks, but um, that was something that that happened here in PA, right? So, um, I do think though, watching what happened in Georgia, um, there's hope. <laughs> despite all of that um and uh just making sure that folks remain engaged but um yeah my highs the folks in georgia um as well as uh, a local election awesome uh i i'm glad that you brought up roe v wade because um I, I i remember a lot of the reactions i was angry i was angry when that happened and you know i, I didn't i refused to just post anything because there were people who i was seeing like finally realizing what was at stake and I, there was someone who i know i still haven't talked to the person in 2016 she was like oh you know my vote's not gonna count so i'm gonna vote for um the aleppo man and she was open about it and making fun about the whole thing and i was like what are you doing what are you doing like there's a whole lot at stake and to her she's like hillary's gonna win she don't need my vote I knew another sister. I knew, I knew the first person wasn't a sister, but she had Native American heritage. Um, another one was um, a sister who was on the LGBTQ uh, uh, from the LGBTQ community, and she was like, "Yeah, my vote's not gonna count." And they were just it, it started driving me crazy seeing people saying stuff like this. And then after Roe v. Wade happened, fast forward later, and then the, the whole anger, and I was, God damn. What, what do you think what, like, what what do you remember all that talk and then ah, so i was just like you know what I, I don't i don't even have anything to say about it openly except just come out and vote come out and vote and then another one try to pick a fight with me like oh why are you telling me to vote voting we need to I'm like okay fine i'm out bye that's it because yeah. some people maybe it's grief maybe it's anger maybe you need to process it so go process it and then figure it out from there yeah and um well, yeah and and i was gonna say and even for me not even i mean because those are all great topics and things that came up uh, you know in politics that either impacted us or you know our daily lives you know throughout the year i was just gonna say one thing that for me kind of was related to politics is seeing how my daughter and my mother have been more vocal you know so my mom you know just moved from like the East Coast over back home to <laughs> um, <laughs> moving back home to Ohio, where you know, like we're originally from, and 
it's all kind of backwards there, whether it's gun law or reproduction or like even the schools and education and stuff like that. Um, and just hearing her like, what, what is this they're doing? What is that they're doing? And, you know, you know, from the older generation, you know, still being active in politics or active in the community. And then my daughter, younger, the, you know, um, I think she's a millennial on the outskirts or, you know, at the very end. Um, but she's always kind of been um, active in, in community activities and, and kind of vocal about, well, they shouldn't do this and they shouldn't do that. And I was like, okay, okay, so I see you and I see you too. And, and just that, you know, um, aspect of politics and how it impacts my family and how they're speaking out against it. So that was for me a, a good highlight um, in politics this year. Yeah, go ahead, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to thank Mimi. Thank you so much for bringing that up because I think if there is anything positive that has come out of the reaction to Trump, I think it is the engagement of people in the process and folks understanding that it does matter. Right. So when these things that are like these huge things that impact us in these really deep ways happen, it's like, oh, wait, OK, now I understand why this matters. So if there's one. So I, I actually have reframed even my the work that I do. And yeah, in the short term some of these things suck but it's like it's also an opportunity for us to make things even better because yeah. it people can see it um and i think you know all of us it, it, i i think back like i lived through the 80s and you know the crack epidemic hiv reaganomics all happening uh, mass incarceration all happening at the same time and we got through and i'm like okay We'll get through this next whatever too, um, and it hopefully, as people see things happen, it just engages. So thank you so much for bringing that up, Mimi, because I think that's really important. We're seeing people engaged, like even me and my mom, seeing my mom engaged in like midterms in a way that she hadn't been before is really important. You know, I think it's a good example too of just seeing how power is a on a pendulum. Right. You know, even on a short one where you see things can shift this way and how easily it can shift back the other way or start to shift back the other way. And I think when a lot of people say like, oh, you know, like you're saying, Raphael, about how my vote doesn't count, they don't realize how short that pendulum swing can actually be. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. yeah, but it's one thing that makes me admire a lot of young people. Well, well, younger people. I'm still young too, but uh, you know the grace. Yeah, but um, I, I was I was impressed by the younger generation that voted in this um, cycle because yeah. they get a lot of we talk a lot of trash about them and they still do some stupid stuff. But that's I would who didn't do stupid stuff at that age. You know? I totally did. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I I I was really impressed seeing them step up push and fight because you know it's far too easy to just zoom in on the most ridiculous stuff on the internet and say oh look at these young kids they're busy playing video games they're voting on whatever reality show modern yeah. uh meanwhile adults yeah. vote on those shows too but we don't, we don't want to talk about that it's a different conversation you know but 
they came out and even some of them ran and won offices and yeah uh, even yeah. the crazy thing is that it's not even limited to just our side of the politics even on the other side you still see young people coming out and as much as i don't want to see that i'm like well you know but you're participating mm-hmm. put your mouth yeah. you know put your put action you know step up to the action mm-hmm. and uh be involved so yeah. I, I i i encourage that and i i it gives me hope for the future because yeah, yeah. uh yeah you know and that's why we see the 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 lows for me was uh, I, I wouldn't. I, I, it's a high for me actually. It's not even low. The red wave. That's that's um, a high for me because the, all the noise they kept making about the red wave, red wave. How much it failed miserably. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. It was a red ripple. <laughs> I, I was looking at. I was like, some of the candidates. I know one of the Republicans who won in Florida. He was got arrested this week or last week for shoplifting. Uh, the guy in New York, um, the George Santos, who nothing is not once not he's not even Jewish. His grand, I'm like, why did you go claim your grandparents survived the Holocaust? You know, they, you know, people were going, they're going to research that like shine flashlight, like where, where, where? Oh so not he has a criminal um, a record in Brazil. He was supposed to stand trial. He never showed up for that. That dude oh. is a Netflix documentary. I'm waiting to watch because. Woo, <laughs> Oh man, he, he sounds he, like he, the tender swindler. Oh, he's worse than that. Yeah, yeah. The swindler was at least getting. Yeah, this, this one was. Uh, yeah, I think he just showed up to the Republican Party and said, "I'm gay." Oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. He got a gay one finally. Yes, <laughs> and he's an immigrant, gay immigrant. Woo-hoo. And he, we made our quota for diversity. <laughs> and then the questions began. And uh, oops, uh, wait. You, you never you never worked at City. You said you worked at Goldman Sachs and Citibank. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> you attended Baruch College. Nope, nothing. Not one single truth. That's fine. Like yikes, man. I, I'm I'm here for the documentary though. I'll review yes. it. <laughs> 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 I I know I know they're gonna blame the Dark Brandon and George George Soros. Yeah, okay. When you blame, do the blaming, but I still watch the documentary. That's me. <laughs> but it's crazy how many candidates they keep putting out like um the guy in um, um what's his name walker like did you hear that uh, mr i just found out that werewolves can kill vampires i'm like what what why why are you trying to go to the senate man stay home and figure it out watch more movies I was like, for that, I feel like they were just like, okay, we have a black candidate and we need to put another black person to go against this candidate. And this person has name recognition and black people like him. So that's what it is. Until he opened his mouth and all the black people were like, uh, yeah, yeah. Not even. There were still people voting for him because he was a good football player. Yeah, but the numbers, when we're like, I looked at the numbers, black votes, it wasn't even close. Black votes was like, like almost 90 percent of uh black women mm. uh, no like 95 percent of black women voted against him and 93 percent of black men voted against him so yeah he he didn't even come close with the black vote uh it, it was the usual oh, he, wasn't, he wasn't a black person for black people he, yeah. for he, he was busy oh. trying, to, trying to figure out werewolves and vampires like man go, go figure that out I'm you like, got enough time I mean, you know what's <laughs> interesting about that part is it, in what you're saying about the guy the guy that mis- had the misrepresentations of his history and it's funny it's like here we are at politics where a guy who has clear 
if you know anything about Herschel Walker, you know about all the concussions he had in early yeah. in his career. Who is going to have when he dies? You're going to realize how severe his CTE really is. Mm-hmm. But um, he's clearly not in in, in the right state of mind. Mm-hmm. And and then you have other people misrepresenting who they are and information. And that's the sad part of American politics. It doesn't matter anymore. You know, and that's that's yeah. the part that I remember when growing up. It's like. Oh, you smoke weed? Oh my God! Like, remember how they drug Clinton through the ground? And it's like, now you could just you could be completely egregious, and it's fine. So, right. Yeah. If you say the, if your racism is the right racism, it don't matter what you did. Yeah. Just come out and say, yeah, no, no, no. Wait, hey, wait, well, you know, they're gonna read that Marjorie Taylor. You know, how, how many has that woman said? But anyway, yeah. that's enough on. The political side. Now, watch, <laughs> you guys are gonna keep me here. We're gonna record for five hours. I mean, <laughs> going like, what, what about the other topics? Like, all right, all right. But uh, there's another topic that's it's not it's not political, but um, I like to call this topic the cultural moments of the year. So now you can throw anything you want to throw under it. So I'll go first because I got two that I just have to mention. There's more, but I'll just mention two. First is this uh Jesus and Mero coming to an end that, that was a big one for me and Trevor Noah coming to an end also but it was it's two different things entirely because this is a Mero I didn't see that coming it was like what 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 no this is no the brand is ending no but Trevor Noah you know the brother from Africa came. He, he speaks how many languages? Like goddamn, man, you were making you making it too hard for some of us. But uh, hey, I appreciate you, man. You're intelligent. I love you. You know, still gotta come on my podcasting. Anyway, I'm waiting for that. But, uh, <laughs> 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 no, but Trevor was just—I I love the way he interviews people. Um, I mean, I agree with some of his guests, but um, I—I I, I, I just love Trevor. Big fan of his, and I've been rooting for for him since day one. I actually saw someone post on. Um, on Facebook, who, who still has beef with Trevor from four years ago, about the comments about France winning the World Cup and should thank Africa. And I was like, "Oh, you still mad? I mean, I mean <laughs> you still mad? I mean, <laughs> I like he, he, the, the, he posted it. Um, thank you, uh, Trevor. Tell somebody should tell Trevor. And he posted uh, all the French national team players born in Paris, born in all the French cities. I was like, oh, you see, so you still four years later, you didn't get it." You're a journalist in, from Ireland, but well, good good luck with that. Mm. <laughs> but that's the power of travel. So, um, it, yeah, so both two shows that ended, I, I feel they were cultural moments and uh, they represented something different for night time uh, television. And yeah, so I just want to give them uh, um, flowers. So, what would be your cultural moments? It, it could be anything from a, a, a TikTok video or whatever, but um, yeah, it doesn't have to be cultural, like black culture or just black. cultural pop culture. Right. Um, that's a good question. I should have thought about refining that. Well, but since I hmm. well, you can make it black, you can make it. It's up to you. I'm freestyle it. Freestyle it. <laughs> I'll say for me the death of Kevin Samuels. Oh, that was a big oh, one. From, from the yeah. podcast, it created from the podcast space. It, and especially in our community, it has created a huge vacuum of copycats and terrible content. Oof. 
Mm-hmm. Terrible content that is just getting worse and worse because everybody kind of run up each other. Yeah. yeah, and it's getting to the yeah. point where it's influencing the younger generation, older gen. I, I want to say younger generation, but the older generations. I see people who are married that are older than me feeding into the nonsense, and I'm yeah, like, you've been married for 25 years. Why are you even co-signing this crap? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that was a big one. I think his his rise, his, you know, him coming into the picture and then his his passing. Um. You know, he poured a lot of stuff to the forefront that really should have never been brought to the forefront. That's my personal opinion. And I think that was a big one as far as the media creator space goes. And he was fantastic in Atlanta. He's a, he was a damn good actor. <laughs> I love that. That No, no, no. He, he watched the episode with... Because when I saw him, I was like, wait, is that this Kevin Samuels? Oh, man. What, oh, man? I, he was good. He was good in that. I, that's like one of my favorite Atlanta episodes. And I was like, man, mm-hmm. so you had you had talent like this? Oh, okay, makes sense now. Nah, makes sense why you. And, and I'm a late. I'm a lead into that because it created. It's created this whole anti-woman thing, the anti-modern modern woman thing, which is ridiculous to me. And it leaked over into uh, the other one I want to bring up is Black Panther too. Ah, because the response for a lot of people was, I'm not going to see this too many lead female mm-hmm. roles and all that stuff. And then what, bog- what boggled me was, I actually went to the double feature where I saw Black Panther 1 and then 2. And I was mm-hmm. like, they had the same roles in 2 that they had in 1. Yeah. yeah. It's just, there was no more, there was no, you know, I, one, Marvel gave, um, what's his name, a, a, a beautiful send-off. And I think yeah. I tried to solve the problem of transitioning the character, you know, and his death, you know, and, and giving him his flowers even in death but the whole anti-woman thing from black panther and which i thought was another good movie was um woman king even though i'm not oh, a yeah. title but you know regardless of the history historical aspect of it being truthful or not it was here here was a movie that was actually solving the biggest complaints actors and people were having right here you mm-hmm. have dark skin you have black women of all color tones in this movie you had them in a powerful lead mm-hmm. you know you t- touched on some real you know subjects that that still affect today and I, it was it was a good mo- i mean it was a good movie I, I liked it you know so i think you know that that whole that whole this whole red pill nonsense that everybody and now we, we see it recently with this whole megan the stallion and tori oh, was the vision i'm gonna keep my opinions and stuff i just want to read the court i want to read the actual court documents and actually watch the court footage but right. at the end of the day, the whole division portion mm-hmm. of men versus women in our community is coming stemming from this whole uh, Kevin Samuels surgence that happened over the past two mm. years. Yeah. I don't know. My yeah. piece on the Tory Lanez, Megan, like I was team Megan the whole way. And anybody who wasn't is getting blocked. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. She she misrepresented some things in the beginning because she was trying to hide stuff. But at the end of the I mean, day, all that matters is the shot. evidence that was presented in court. To me, well, she was trying to protect him. And he was a shooter. Well, he shot her. That's that's uh, that's for some me. That it was as like simple as that. There's reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. What that he didn't have a gun? That he didn't shoot? Well, I I, I I say my opinion because I wasn't paying attention to it. And really, be honest with you, I didn't get two craps, but. Um, yeah, for me, like, mm-hmm. I used to like Tory Lanez. I had just gotten into Tory Lanez music. I was bumping it all the time. And then that whole shooting thing came out. I was like, okay, time to stop. 
no longer listening, not here for it, not subscribing to it. But what's Especially crazy to me? Sorry, what's crazy to me? We we I I knew he was going to get to this point at some point in his career where he's going to he was going to be involved in some criminal activity because he's always his he's always popping career, off. He's been. First of all, you, you need to let me know on the side about some people so I can place my bets. Now, I'm not saying I'm a place, but, but you know, on the side, you know, just you know, we we're talking on the channels. Since you got this crystal ball, you know, you know, you know, you know it's just um, you know, I, I need I need a new laptop and some other equipment. So just in case someone listening wants to buy. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like he's canadian like hopefully he get deported too on top of no, he's going to. He's oh yeah they they're gonna send him home he's a he messed up his money i was like he go back to money. canada stay over there that's a mess you, you know um i think and i mean t- this this application i think helped with the rise of Tory Lanes, and I think this year it, we've seen it deepen. But TikTok, like the influence of TikTok mm-hmm. on every single thing, even the topic Corey that you just mentioned, this um, or even going back to the political space, this idea of I could just say anything because clicks and likes, mm-hmm. like the fact that TikTok. For the most part, most people are doing it in a minute, maybe two. You have to get all this stuff out, right? But we've seen how it permeates everything where now the the music industry, so this will be separate from the conversation when we talk about stuff that I liked in music, but now watching what artists have to do (laughs) in order to appeal to the people who use TikTok. Um, I, that I, I am having a hard time with it. I'm having a hard time with, um, how much influence, um, TikTok has because it's a lot and it's now impacting everything that we do. Every app that we use has like a TikTok like component. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that they're forcing us to use. <laughs> and, and, you know, they're like, if you want people to see your thing on even YouTube, you can now you make your shorts. Yeah. On, if you're not making reels on IG, no one's seeing you. Like now, Facebook, same thing, right? So t- the cultural impact of TikTok is crazy to me. Um, and I think to that point, um, the FM Mika thing that happened around the AI rapper. Oh, oh yeah. I was like, that sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that gave way to look at this has been happening, right? So the AI stuff that we're now seeing a lot of is not mm-hmm. new stuff, right? Nope. It's been happening. But now all of those companies that have been building their platforms on the backs of our Facebook and our IG and all of this uh, data collection that they've been doing, the street cameras, all of that stuff, right? Those companies is like, well, we're ready to launch now. <laughs> and in 2022, they came out of the shadows with all of your apps right so that people can front face Mm -hmm. 
in front facingly see it right so you have all the deep fakes that showed up this year oh, you have man. you know so all of the stuff around um artificial intelligence uh is like i think a big cultural moment for us the fact that it's no longer quietly happening where we're just kind of interacting with it but not really where now it's talking back to us you know what i'm saying all of the stuff that we've been feeding into is now like here's what we know now here's what we can do and uh i think that was also a big cultural moment but i think that fn mika thing really kicked it off of like oh they making like whole rappers now that are racially ambiguous but are clearly trying to represent black culture <laughs> but are not made by black people and so now we get to see what's happening behind the curtain and i think the fn mika thing just kind of showed us that um but yeah so TikTok, and i think the fn mika thing along with the ai stuff are my two big cultural moments this year mm, that's that's big on ai because I, I i just read an article uh Actually, it's from um, Brian uh, Corey, our, our, our guy, Brian. And um, the article was talking about the, the, the this uh, photos, the AI photos. And inside the article, I discovered that the professor at MIT um, said that she was getting all the nude photos that they took mm -hmm. uh, her image book. That, and then they discovered that when they did the research, they noticed that Asian women were getting uh, a bunch of Asian women were only getting sex sexualized or nude photos. That's what the AI was feeding, because that's the data that the AI had been giving. And then the company has, oh, 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 yeah, 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 we, we're fixing that, we're fixing that. I was like, oops, oh, and then it, it, it was like more articles kept coming. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to spend the whole day reading about AI, but um, yeah, that, that, that's uh, well, after reading that, I was like, yeah, I'm not. I was thinking about trying this, but not, not, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, but uh, yeah. I'm like the other thing about the AI. A lot of artists have reported that the AI is like pretty much stealing their art. Yes, that's another their, thing. Like mm -hmm. art styles and money that could have been coming to them for them doing these portraits is just going through the ai yeah, if, you, um, if you're charging money for that and you like i, I saw uh, yeah i saw another article where the, the a bunch of artists they had the artist photo with the ai's photo uh drawings uh photo whichever but it, it was like for like and yeah it, it, like a photocopy like a perfect copy of the artist's rendition of their own work so i'm like at least cut them a check if you're going to do something like that you cut them yeah. a check don't yeah. you know if that's what you fed into yeah. your database because the ai doesn't know where did the ai get its images from that is basing a style on so you obviously got it from somewhere cut that person a check so i'm like man, man now I'm, I'm i'm not thinking about my own photos on social media like god ah, damn i gotta start deleting photos now and all that i won't be surprised in 2023 that you start seeing some lawsuits coming from that because how ai I, see everybody thinks ai is perfect like a lot of people mm. think it's perfect it's really trash in a lot of places um but how the basis of it works is in order for it to do that work it has to be fed models exactly so I'm, i wouldn't be surprised if artists start suing some of these companies for copyright infringement because they had to feed they had to use their content to create that 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 model that was used to make that style of art 
So it's gonna yeah. it's gonna definitely um it's probably definitely gonna go, you know, to the left. Um but back to what Jay was saying, I mean like even with that, like the whole NFT space and the collapse of it. Oh Ooh, that went no. south. Quick. But I called it on my Facebook page in the earlier year, and people were coming at me, but I knew it was coming. <clears throat> yeah, this this is not the opinion of white label American podcast, but your host <laughs> still has um, some NFTs on the side that he's willing to sell. It I was like, pay. the <laughs> only <laughs> NFTs I have are they were given to me for for free by DC Comics, and they're not worth anything, but they're cute to look at. Hey, that's that's why you got it. <laughs> I was like, they're nice. Harley Quinn. Like, if one is a Harley Quinn theme, and the other one is Batman. I was oh, like, there's too many Batman out there. Look. I'm like, it was um, they DC not this year. 2020 and 2021, they had an event called DC Fandom where they did like oh, a day yeah. or two day mm-hmm. event kind of previewing all their new content, their new games and stuff like that. But I'm going to go through my cultural moment. I was struggling to think of one, but then I realized right now we're in the middle of a big cultural moment on TikTok, the Black Girl Follow Train, where it's pretty much Black women uh, on TikTok, they use like two to three different audio um, clips that are kind of like, if you're a black woman and you follow me, you like my content, I will follow you and like your content back. And women have been, it's been chains of women doing these. I posted one a few, like maybe three or four days ago. I posted like two of those videos um, using two of the different trending audios. And I went from about 600 followers. I'm like, at least 1200 i've gained at least 600 or more followers in the last like three to four days Mm -hmm. um and it's been the reason why i think it's so interesting is this this like black girl follow train has created a cultural moment among black women coming together on tiktok but there's also been a lot of black backlash of course white women are like what about us we're women too um, it, like I, saw a who, I saw a clip of a woman who's like, um, it's about good versus evil. I'm like, why, why are black women evil for saying, hey, I want to support more black women mm-hmm. and I want black women to support me, come together as a community. It's not it, like, it's not anybody saying, hey, if you're not black, don't follow me. And right. if you're not black, I won't follow you black. It's just a specific movement. But, of course, I feel like white women have to center themselves in every conversation, in every space. So, therefore, a space created for black women is automatically a threat. Well, well, well. So that's that, my that, big that white woman's women. defense, she voted for Obama maybe once. <laughs> Not once. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you a question, though. Let me, you know... Be that person, like so. If black men do it, is it okay? On some can black men get it together to actually follow each other back? No, the, the, the models fair is still busy in their cars. I need to start making videos in my car. You said like, you said that busy in the cars. Car? Oh my god! <laughs> like Derek so Jackson, that guy who reminds me of Kevin Samuels, oh. who he like oh, cheated on his wife and then. He had a video with him and his wife talking about how he was trying to be a better man. 
man. That, that dude. He's that doing dude. it for somebody else now. <laughs> He's being yeah. A yeah. Boy. yeah. <laughs> well, if, if he, he made a lot of money, so he might need to come donate to my cause. So <laughs> I can be, make more videos. But Mimi, let's get to your cultural moment. My cultural moment. Man, I mean, I, I you know, I, I'm so busy this year. Um doing different, you know, helping my girl, you know, occasionally with her organization and um, podcast and Bacchus Tech, which is a tech, a tech conference that I... I'm That's a cultural for. moment. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. That has taken up a lot of my time, um, but it's been very rewarding. And it's, this year we're coming back out of hype of online and, you know, hype in the hybrid mode. So this is the first time we had people on site in Atlanta. Um, and just to see, now I grew up, you know, in engineering, mathematics with STEM, like, you know, power to the, you know, science and technology. We want to increase black people in science and technology. So to me, I'm used to seeing like thousands of black people in suits coming together. Yes, we're here, you know, for this conference. Um, but to have and see people come together in Atlanta for this conference that I was like really working on, like on the board for, um, it was just such a, to me, cultural moment that they were so happy to meet each person, each other in person. We've been doing this conference online and, you know, you, you start to see, okay, this person, you know, puts up all the good gifts. This one, you know, is in every room making comments. This person's helping out behind the scenes, but then to see them in person. So, another like okay we're kind of coming back to normal i don't i don't think atlanta ever shut down but no. you know <laughs> it, it was open the whole time <laughs> they, were, they were active the whole time but you know to be out amongst the people um and to see how happy everyone was to get to know each other and connect and make um talking about ai you know talking about um you know women coding talking about gaming and stuff like that 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 to me was you know the thing that kind of impacted me culturally this year you know awesome. just being involved in it you know so awesome. hey and speaking of um black people coming together black professionals afros and audio i was there in person got to hang mm -hmm. out with jerry and mimi and uh Curry, of course, I'm, oh, Curry, I'm always hanging out with Curry. It's becoming too much. I'm going to have to reduce that. But anyway, that's not the point. But uh, yeah, Afros and Audio was another cultural moment for me because uh, that was the first time attending in person. And oh, that was just so beautiful. I still have the high anytime I talk about it. So yeah. yeah and the people was... we met there, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's great doing things virtually, but when you get to do it in person, it's that bond that you make with people is you find out a little bit more about them that you might not have known. So yeah. And the, the connections feel more personal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, uh, let's jump to sports. Ooh. Or should we do music first? Let's do sports first. Um, uh, and then. So then we drop into some other nerd stuff. Oh, yeah, let me, let me make, I, I think I forgot to write music down, but now I remember. Yeah, so sporting moments. Oh, there was a lot this year. There was a lot. But uh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let the Mets fans go, go first. Oh, the Mets fans, yeah. Because uh, you were pumping me up at one point, and then all of a sudden there was, there was quietness. I didn't understand what was happening. And I had Houston. I was like, oh, I don't, that's why I don't understand baseball. So, uh, yeah, 
Oh, y'all mutes. <laughs> I'm on mute. As a lifelong Mets fan who has gone through a series of huge disappointments, as happy I was, I even went to a game this year and I was happy to go. But uh-huh. um, one thing, I think for me, the biggest disappointment, pointing part of the season was them losing Jake DeGrom as, the, as their starting chief ace pit pitcher after all the years of injuries and stuff and support that he received but you know it is what it is but as a Mets fan I tell my friends and I saw I kept saying it all year I will not start celebrating until September comes <laughs> because that's when that day always implode oh. and the sad the part that hurt me the most was that the day Afros and Audio ended was the day that Philadelphia won the World Series oh yeah yeah yeah. So I was even more salty because they were at the bottom of the barrel the, the entire season, and then they win the World Series, and that was pretty because baseball is yeah, like, hard that. Work, man. Right. like that, you know. But I'm sorry, man. Shout out right. to the Philly fans. Shout out. Uh, to the I, I shouldn't have asked that question, but I. I'm but glad I, I did. I think the good side of of sports season for me was when the Yankees got knocked out the playoffs immediately after the Mets. So. <laughs> Because as a Mets fan, we always get bullied by Yankees fans, and they were like, "How's how's vacation?" Well, your only difference is a week for between the two of us. So, you know, <laughs> we got the grill warmed up for you guys. <laughs> oh, man. I haven't I haven't paid attention to sports as much this year as I, I normally do. Like I haven't even watched a football game this season. So, mm-hmm. I, I just you know, I just paid attention to the Mets running. I'm excited because it means next year we're, we're going to get better, and they've been making moves to do that. But that's about it. I can say about right. sports. And I know it's been a good year for Philly. So, um, Jay, will you <laughs> want to go next? Uh, I, you. So here's the thing. Um, I'm not a sports dude, so I don't have okay. like a whole ton. I'm just not. Um, but I will say though, I do um, high level pay attention to sports from a pop culture standpoint mm-hmm. and how um uh and just how the 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 business of sports moves so for me this year it was watching um the love that serena williams was getting oh. um you know during kind of the you know during august um i thought was really moving um because Oftentimes, what I think we see is we will admire folks, but we don't do a good job of giving people flowers while they're here, right? Something has to happen in order for folks, especially Black folks, right, to get the shine. People will say you're great, but it'll be 10, it'll be a decade, right, before they actually, you know, really show it. And I do, and I felt like tennis and the world did a really good job of expressing their love and appreciation for what Serena has brought to the sport of tennis. And Mm -hmm. I was really moved by that as a, as a moment, as a moment for black people, as a moment for black women, I thought that was really important. Um, And so that was kind of my big sports related highlight. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that that relates to mine too because I have I have two, you know. So one of them being, of course, Serena and her, you know, early um, what did she say? Not retirement, but um, evolving away. I think evolving away <laughs> from the sport, right? 
So, I mean, being a transplant in New York, you know, I've never <laughs> been to the U.S. Open, right? So I got to go this year and Yay. I got to see her play. So first time I went and I got to see her play and the whole place was electric. White, black, you know, everyone in the place was just ecstatic to see her play and, you know, watch her swirl, like all into it, you know, the, uh, and everything, the power. So, I mean, that was a big sports moment for me. And you should have seen me. I don't even watch tennis, really. So I'm on the phone texting my sister, like, what does this mean? What's going on? What are they talking about? All the while, not even realizing that that little blue headset thing that they gave us for free over at the American Express booth, they actually had, it was commentary. It actually was like, if you oh! I'm like, oh, good to know. That's a tip for all of us. <laughs> yeah. So y'all, y'all take the tip from me because I'm like, oh, a little radio in my purse it went. And then I get home and I'm like, oh, this I was supposed to use during the, the, the event so I could hear and get commentary on what's happening. I was just texting my sister like, so what's this mean? Oh, she's up, right? This is good. Like, oh, what's going on? So that was one like sports moment. I guess I have a few. I do love sports, you know. And again, I love walking around New York with my Patriots hat, with some Boston Celtics gear, you know. So when they were like <laughs> earlier in the season in playoffs, I was up at the bar. Celtics. I was in the bar. I was like, yeah, go Celtics. Yeah. And they're like, what? You <laughs> mean asking for beef. She wants the smoke. <laughs> oh, you know, we got all kind of jerseys up in the garden, okay? In our garden. Um, and then of course World Cup, you know. So I yeah, have fun. And again, I'm all for the party, all for the experience. So the first time I think I really got into World Cup was 2010 when they were in South Africa. I went, my friends were like, You wanna go? I was like, Yeah, let's go. So we Ooh, went, went awesome. to World Cup, you know, we I was like, wow, that's great. And then it's, it, you know, just recently passing now, I've been watching, you know, the different matches and I was like, I miss this. You know, I don't watch soccer really any other time or football any other time, but Probably. for the major events and the championships, football. you know, it was really, really entertaining. And I, my heart was just like, oh, it's just like every minute, every kick. I'm like, damn it, soccer. I mean, you know. Whatever, I got soccer, soccer. Football, it's football, football, football on this podcast. Football, yes, yeah. Soccer. Every time, I just, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. is there skill to it? Like, how do you know it's gonna go in? It's just like a luck and a draw, right? I'm not just gonna kick over my head, to <laughs> go into the net. Um, but I, all entertaining, entertaining, silly. <laughs> It was. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm not a big sports person, so <laughs> this wasn't really for me. But um, I caught a little bit of the World Cup. I caught not too much of the U.S. Open, but um, honestly, is my whole thing with sports is I tried sports as a kid and didn't really, just didn't really vibe with my spirit. I was a dance kid. Hey, that's a sports too, you know. Yeah, I was like, sports. yes, true. I was a com I was a competitive dancer, so yeah, I was going to competition. Okay, see, but, um, that was the only like sport. Like, I I tried tennis, I tried volleyball, I tried basketball. It all. Yeah, you, you tried more sports than me. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I was semi-successful at was tennis, but I didn't continue. Mm -hmm. um, 
But yeah, I appreciate Serena. Like big ups to her evolving from a career that she worked hard for. Yeah. Other than that, sports and me, we don't really. <laughs> so quick story. I remember working at the U.S. Open when Venus and Serena started playing. Mm. I'm dating myself. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, oh. what, that's what got me into tennis. Was we were at the booths and they would have the games on the screen, and we could watch. If you had the right booth, you could watch the games. Sometimes the guys yeah, would let you sneak up there to go watch when there was no, you know, no business. But I remember, and I remember the Viterol and the stuff white people used to say when mm. they were, you know, walking around and stuff about these girls. So wow. I, I'm so happy that that's what got me into tennis. That's when I started learning about tennis. Was you know, because we had nothing, we standing there waiting for people to come to the booth, and it's like. Okay, this is an interesting game. Yeah. You see them bust ass, you know. Excuse my French uh raft, but to keep poking. Ah, nah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> but um to see them do what they were doing when they were like 15, 16 years old was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they opened the doors for so many um people and um, the inspiration is it's it's yeah, they're, they're legends, they're legends, both sisters, and uh yeah, so I always give them their flowers. Um but for me, there were so many. There were so many for me this year. But I, I'll just settle on the World Cup because, uh, you know, Africa got a lot of good going on. Yes, the French came and, uh, as we say in Nigeria, Paul Sansan in our Gary. But revenge shall happen again in four years. One African team still beat France, which I was glad to see. So shout out to my Tunisian brethren. Uh, shukran to the Cartage Eagles of Tunisia. But every single African team won at the World Cup with indigenous coaches so take that zambia who just employed a pensioner from israel i don't know why you do that but you guys don't learn a lesson come and hire me as a consultant we won't do that but um um yeah all these guys went there with the guys from you know the continent and they won you know except ghana you're still banned from ghana ghanian jollof you guys messed up big time i still can't forgive you i'll forgive mm. you in 2023 it's uh, it, it's it, it, it's good. I'm working on it, but you guys messed up big time, mm-hmm. Ghanaians. God damn, Ghanaians. I'll just eat fufu and uh, peanuts too. But God, I can't even look at Ghana. Ghana. I don't see Ghanaian flag now. But Morocco, I love Moroccans. You guys were awesome. Took us all the way to the semifinals first time. African will beat the course of the quarterfinal. The Atlas Lions, I love them. Shukran mm-hmm. again. So those are my people right now. I'm Moroccan. Uh, until further notice, uh, yeah. So they call me Rafiki. Maybe I'll change my name now. Nah, <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, it was great. Um, yes, and with um, it was also interesting seeing an African team doing well, led by an African um, with the diversity in the team. Because uh, people always act like all African countries are one people. They forget that there's diversity on the continent. And then the negativity, the toxicity started popping out online. People like, well, Moroccan, Moroccans are not Africans, uh, all this, this, and all that. I'm like, just say you're mad. I was Moroccans that got there first. And (laughs) you who makes the the coolest jerseys, you still can't get out of the group stage. Go stop getting retirees from Europe to come coach your team. Get your, pay your own, and you even pay your people. So they know who they are. Why why you pay me properly? I'll tell you the the secrets. But anyway, let's move to something more fun. Well, I know is Raphael's out here looking for the smoke from the continent in regards to the to to soccer. So, oh, 
Shit, I ain't scared of them. They know me. They, they, they're scared of me. Like, Raph, like, they know me. They know me. They know where to find me. They know where to find A me. Whole me. Continent. You make me everybody. Show up Clearly, Brooklyn receipts. is influencing him now. <laughs> you show up without receipts. He got that Brooklyn spirit in there now. Oh, hell yeah. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. He's like, I, I wish they would. <laughs> I wish. I wish. No. Even my, my daughter was going to look at you and be like, are you sure? So let's move to something more, much more exciting than uh, Ghanaians disappointing us at the World Cup. You know, another shot at Ghana again. But uh, <laughs> I still well, want you, you, you can join my Patreon, Ghanaians, and I'll, I'll forgive you. You know, you know make sign of cross, it's all forgiving. But first of all, it depends on what tier of the Patreon you join too. That's another criteria. But um, yes, let's go to music and um, yeah. So, what's the music? What stood out for you in the music world? I know we've mentioned Megan, um, Megan the Stallion, but um, yeah. So I don't. We won't do double dipping. But yeah, what else? Well, you know, there were a couple of there were plenty of albums. There were some disappointments. There were some light skin people who did so. Who, who, I don't know what what, what route they were going. They were supposed to make some good music, but um. I don't know. Then the, the, the ones, you know, when they get into feelings, Curry, man, what's happening? Beyonce, you talking about Drake? Curry, when when y'all get into feelings, I don't get it. Why, why y'all? That be that Beyonce goes like so. We gonna talk oh, about that, minute, that. That thing, that thing, that that thing. Hey, thing. Curry, Curry, you're not gonna bring that queen. I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the beehive on. I'm struck by lightning. Okay. I'm, I'm, not a, a, I don't have I'm, like, I'm not a beehive. I'm not very big on beehive. I'm, I'm a beehive that yeah. one song, Cuff It, that's on TikTok, is kind of catchy, though. I'm, With I'm the challenge? My daughter, my daughter that's the only best Beyonce. part of the song. Uh, I got. I never heard the rest of the song. I ain't. Nor, you're not missing anything. You're not missing. <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's a good song. Kari <laughs> just loves hating because of Beyonce's husband. That's why Kari is hating. That's uh, I've never been a Beyonce fan, so. Kari, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know you be. When, when it comes to people I don't like, yeah. I'm pretty consistent over the decade. Kari will be alone in the in the room. You won't break my soul. You break my soul. Mm-hmm. When nobody's there. Oh, wait, she like, sings that. I like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but Corey still hasn't answered the question. What is going on with light skin brothers and their feelings? Who hurts the light skin brothers? How do I become the default spokesperson? I'm a lighter shade than everybody else. <laughs> Oh, that's the light skin brother. Dark skin in my heart, And they get on the mic. Oh my goodness! Like man, who hurts you? Who hurts you, Drake? Who hurts you? Who hurt oh, that man. dude? He just knows his audience. Yeah. I mean, he knows he does. his audience. He does know his he audience. Does. He really like... does. And I feel like his audience is people who like Kevin Samuels. Oh, I, I was about to say that. I was, I was about to say he's the, he's the manuscript of rap. <laughs> so here's the so so here's the thing. So I'm going to explain the what happened. The second Drake, so Drake tried to he just made a poor attempt. Mm-hmm. He tried to do something different, right? So uh, the first release of the year honestly never mind was honestly him trying was honestly a kind of lackluster lazy attempt to try and do something new and different right here's what he did though 
it's it's business 101 he did some he did some research because the very last song on the record was the song with him in 21 it's the only straightaway hip-hop joint on the entire album mm. i couldn't stand honestly never mind for the most part i only liked the three songs that he rapped on but lyrically he was trash like the whole album I, the singing I, was bad and the lyrics were trash right but that 21 joint at the end i was like oh, i kind of get with that that him and 21 joint like i kind of get with that but and then he just decided to make a whole record of that because that song became the most streamed song from the album. So the the album we got was like that's what his fans said he wanted they wanted him to make. So he just went and made a whole record of that, right? So that's honestly what happened. It's like at this point Drake is album by numbers. You know what you're going to get on a Drake record. Honestly, never mind was an attempt to do something totally different. It didn't work. So he was like, I'm going to just give y'all what y'all said y'all wanted. Y'all wanted me in 21 because y'all kept streaming that. So I'm going to give you an entire record of it. Light skin savagery. Yeah, I don't I don't listen to him no more. No, no. I stopped listening to him years ago. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's a good rapper. I don't think he can sing. The only time I liked him was on Degrassi. That's uh, well, <laughs> you went back to Degrassi. That's that, 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 me. That's me. Uh, that's, I, I, that is. I'm, I'm like, I know I'm not the oldest on the call, but that's dating me a little bit. Degrassi. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I still mess with you used to call me on my cell phone. That dance, that, that dance. Mm. How long like was a hot joint? And uh, uh, what's the other one? Oh, God's up. plan. Because there's anytime I see some, there's some posts I see on the internet, and I, I just respond. God's plan starts playing, and if you get it, you get it. If you don't get it, well, you know, because there's some people just that's a, that's the only response they're gonna get. Because I just have a question, yeah. Rafa. How are you gonna get on me about Drake when he did Marvin's Room? Like almost a decade ago. Like, uh, why am I like why are you asking me about what's going on with life folk when he told you back then what was going on with life bro? <laughs> well, 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 you are the ambassador. <laughs> I'm the ambassador. I'm checking on the feelings, you know. Because wow. when the light skin savagery pops out, I'm like, man. Yeah, y'all don't play. I can speak on play. I can speak on light skin savagery, but um the the whole feelings thing I can't speak on. Man, I can't speak on this album because I ain't let's let's move on to someone who got something. I would say for me for music this year though was um one of the benefits TikTok had for me was um the introduction to Ama Piano. Ooh. Like both that little run over the summer. And that's Wait, all I'm that was through TikTok, you found out? Yeah, when everybody was doing all those little dances and stuff, and I was like, Oh, what is this? And I was like, I was liking the beat. And I was like, okay, what is this? So I thought I'm a piano at first was an artist because it kept saying I'm a piano. I was like, who is this artist? I was like, who is this person? I couldn't find him on Apple Music. I was like, who is this? And then I was like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a type of music from Africa. Okay, that's cool. But, um, and then the other highlight for me with music this year was I actually got to see Black Coffee, which that show out in Brooklyn. That Which show you didn't, you, you didn't tell me about. I didn't go. find out to that the night of. I got a lot of light skin move. No, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't find out until the day of. Okay, and I got lucky with tickets. So man, 
Man, them lights. Yeah, I, got my tickets. I got my tickets at nine o'clock that they morning. They come for you. They come for you. <laughs> but it was a great show. <laughs> you know, you know, it was good to see um, a host, three sets of black DJs doing house and you know dance music wow. at an event. Because that's all it was. It was him and the two other DJs that I'm trying to get their names so I could check out their stuff. But it was good seeing that, and then it, it was such a diverse crowd. It was like that was dope as well. Mm. So, but I. Man, you see some stuff at those concerts, boy. And it was, you're on your feet. Like, I heard he didn't finish the set until, like, 5 in the morning. And I left at, like, 2, two o'clock. Oh, I remember that. That's where I live. What? That's where I live. <laughs> As a house head, like, my ankle will pay for it the next I'll day. I'll pay for it. But it'll be worth it. Oh, yeah, we met the day after. So I met with Corey. I met with you the next day. Corey was done. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was. I, I, I realized I wasn't 23 anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, oh you ain't 23 and a savage. It's no, all right, exactly. I'm like, it's oh right. man. I mean, music wise, I'm a big like emo pop punk head. So I went to Sad Summerfest that came through New York in oh, must have been July. And they had, like, one of the openers was Magnolia Park, which is a band from Orlando, Florida. And it's, like, a pop-punk band that has a black lead singer. So I was just like, I'm down. I found them on TikTok, and I was like, I'm down for this. Black lead singer, I think a black drummer as well. And I'm just like, their song, I was streaming them all year. Um, I think it was a moment. It was great to have exposure for more alternative bands on a wider stage. And also there is another band, Meet Me at the Altar, um, signed to Fuel by Ramen, which is initially um, Paramore's uh, label. And it's three women, feminine presenting, because I'm not sure if they all identify as women. Uh, two black femmes and a Latina. And I'm just like, I'm here for diversity in pop punk. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, I think this year I um I love music and I I actually was in the orchestra through middle school, high school, college. So when I see a black violinist, I just go like, oh, I just love, I just love, you know, string instruments and and music so this year i said you know what i'm gonna go to um i've always wanted to kind of see some shows at carnegie hall and i think i've maybe seen one or two before i never really went but jerry you know had them as one of his um sponsors so he was doing like commercial for them um an ad for them and i was like you know what i'm gonna go i'm gonna go do it you know like let me see all the black people that carnegie has carnegie hall is playing and so I did like the four pack. I was like, I don't know who's going with me, but I'm going to go. So, you know, I picked out four different shows. Um, and I can say there is quite a difference between the balcony, the orchestra, the Zanko Hall, which is like not the main um, theater, but it's more, it's not, a, I think it's more kind of like a rehearsal theater, but the seating there is more spacious. They have seats on like the next level there, but it's like um, freestanding individual seats, you know, so that I could 
change my chair, sit this way. You know, I was like, okay, this is nice. This is good. Um, let's see. Who did I see? There was Rihanna Giddens. I went to see, um, and I think my native daughters, um, I saw Audra McDonald, who is fabulous, you know, love, love, love her. We we're right up front in the orchestra with that one. Um, and then Somi, I saw Somi um, in the Zanko Hall, which is, over. I'm like, oh, I like this hall. I was like, okay, now I know when I go where I will sit and where I will not sit. <laughs> I don't want to be up in the balcony with my knees and my chest aiming at, you know, I'm five foot eight. And I'm like, yo, this is must be for the poor white people from back in the 40s because they were short. I was like, these seats up here, like, I can't move, I can't breathe. So I know where I want to go sit, you know, and and I still want to see some of the orchestras because these were fabulous black women singers that I went to see. Um when you see my Spotify rap, I think Spotify rap is just trash for everything. But one thing is consistent year to year. Buju is always number one. But I listen to so many playlists and mixed like all different genres that it even told me Beyonce was my favorite artist one time. I was like, but I don't even listen to her, you know? So it must have been when <laughs> Black is King or whatever was yeah. out. It's just on repeat or something. Um, but yeah, I love different types of music. I'm looking forward to more, you know, strings. I want to see Orchestra Noir, you know, that's wow. on my hit list. Um, but yeah, y'all really will be surprised. I don't know a lot of name of the artist or the name of the song. I'll know the hook, but I'm very famous for not knowing the words to any song, not knowing the lyrics. So right, I, I, I barely know like <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you let I'll let you know. All right. Let me get some of them last shows. I'll be like, hey, oh, you do orchestra? Orchestra noir sounds interesting. I'll come. I used to go to Lincoln. Um, what's it called? Lincoln Hall? Lincoln Center. Lincoln Center. Yeah, that's where I used to take my dates to, you know, back in the day. day. That's a refined gentleman, you know. Yeah, then see, for, me, for me, it was Cafe Wa in the village. <laughs> I, I used to get free tickets too. You know, so. But I think the second thing that I was always getting coming back for free tickets because uh, you know, they used to give veterans free ticket. And the first time, the first two times, they, they, they used to give me free, um, like two tickets. Like one time, they even gave me eight tickets for for um, one orchestra. And, um, they were like, how many tickets you need? I was like, eight. I didn't know how many. I didn't know how to find eight people. <laughs> I just asked for eight. <laughs> and I gave me great seats. But they used to give me tickets. free tickets and drinks. And that's why I was like, oh, okay. And then after they saw that, oh, this guy keeps coming back. Like, okay, yeah, we're going to take the drinks away. But you still get free oh. tickets. There's so many programs in New York for either free music or, you know, discounted music or for different, you know, groups or whatnot. Shoot, my daughter's coming to visit. I'm like, yo, you got that student ID? This is what I want. We're going to get some $10 tickets. We're going right. to go see this show. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> live that life. Oh, man. I love it. <laughs> um, I love it, man. In the vein of like still kind of music, musicals, um, there's one on Broadway now called Anne Juliet, which is kind of the story of what if Juliet didn't die at the end of right. Romeo and Juliet. And the day I went, 
um, with my friend a few weeks ago. The lead actress, I don't know if she was like on a hot, like she was taking a break or something, but her understudy was like this amazing, like dark skinned black woman. And I was just like, I'm here for it. <laughs> like, nice. I forgot her name. It's in my program somewhere, but she rocked it out. I was like, I don't even feel bad that I didn't see the lead. Yeah. It was uh, amazing. Oh, uh, what talking about uh, TikTok before. Before I move on to the next topic, uh, you know, I just recalled, I don't know if it was, I can't recall if it was this year. I think it was early this year I found out about the artist. I have to check my playlist for her name. A Somalian musician who, uh, I think Cardi B saw somebody playing her music on TikTok and Cardi B was like, oh, I like this jam. And Cardi B mm-hmm. put it out there and that's how she, you know, everybody started playing her song and I heard the song and I realized I've never had an artist in Somalia from Somalia singing because if you know Somalia, it's a, a Muslim majority country, so there's quite conservative and all that. But her husband uh, is like her manager slash producer, so yeah. it's not like the Afrobeats type of music. Their music is more closer to the Arabic um, type of music, but that jam is one jam that you know the moment you play it is like oh I, I can see why i can be like oh my jam this, this, i don't know what she's singing about but this is... <laughs> and i was like oh man I, I i just i just i played that jam for like the whole week <laughs> you see, I, I gotta look for that i gotta look for i was uh, thinking of jams that is people found on tiktok that yeah nimco yeah i think yeah nimco happy i think that um i think Jams that people didn't realize what it was. There was that Russian song, like oh, maybe either end of 2021 or beginning of 2022, that everybody was doing their little dances to. And then Russian people or people who spoke Russian were like, "These lyrics are wild." Oh boy! Like oh. you're supporting some crazy ass shit by doing this audio. I was just like, wow. thank goodness I did not choose to hey. use that audio. At yeah, all. yeah. Let, let me know the song, please. Um, send, send it to me I, I later on. I don't know on. the song. Let me. Let me. No, no. I, I said, I'll, later I'll on, send, send it to me whenever you find out, just in case somebody tries to sneak that song to me because uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I and and that's the. Uh, I think there's one. If there's that's the other thing. I think going into like weird TikTok stuff is yeah. Because it's so easy to go viral and people are just kind of doing the thing that everyone is doing. There's not always the understanding of, you know, what uh, what what everything means. So yeah. I think keeping that top of mind as it relates to music. And even when I'm so music wise for me. So my I had a lot of it's always a good music year for me. I'm always finding some stuff that I like. So I never really have like a bad music year. So um, this year, the the thing I love the most is the attention that house music got this yeah. year. So the one good thing that did come out of Honestly Nevermind is people were like, well, what is this thing that Drake is doing that Drake had already done before? but he just kind of did it in a whole album format so that was a weird conversation i'm like he's already done this on several albums before it's just now a whole record of it but anyway it it sparked it and then beyonce kind of doubling down Mm. on it in a much 
better and more elevated way. It's just a squarely good re good release. So I think just in general, house music um, getting some attention um, and people starting to ask questions like, who are these people and where did this come from? And who is a moi, Renee? And all the starting to spark conversation. I thought that was really good. Um, but it ended up, I wasn't sure that Renaissance was going to be my favorite thing. Cause I had like, it was a, it was a tussle. Like it was a tussle <laughs> for the top spot for me, but that ended up at the top. Um, I don't know that beyond, I don't think Beyonce's ever landed at the top for me. Oh, yeah. um, so this might be the first time. I got to go back through my old list. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I thought Kendrick was going to pull it out. But then I realized like, oh, I, I really like songs on Renaissance. Like I like them a lot, you know, <laughs> like, um, and, and what, and just a quick note before we move off of this. And I think that's the thing I liked about it is it wasn't a sure bet. Like, like her doing the record in the way that it's done because it's very when you play cuff it i listen to classic r&b radio cuff it don't sound like nothing else that's on the radio like it literally comes on and i'm like oh like this song sounds nothing like anything else that just played for the last hour and that's a good thing <laughs> and i'm like so the record <laughs> The record could have fallen on its face, but I think what made it work is the throw, the callback. All those samples are what made that record work. So her team came, pulled the right samples, and it was the right references to do the right thing that I think ended up making like a really solid record. Hopefully people get back to sampling. We've stopped sampling. Um, and I want people to go, I hope Renaissance says, we should we should sample more <laughs> like well, you know it's expensive it's, um it's expensive Weedy sampling a lot or the one who's cousins with like gabrielle union a oh. lot of her top songs were sampled i think i don't i don't know no saweetie songs so i don't even <laughs> I, I, only reason oh, i know them is because my my best friend w was bumping them in her car in the summertime i'm like that sounds familiar I do, I do want to. I know um, this is a sample of something. I do oh. want to say for for hip hop, mm -hmm. the whole resurgence of Benny the Butcher, the surgeons of Benny, mm -hmm. Benny the Butcher this year, and the whole um, Buffalo rap scene. Yeah, and showing that these older guys can are can you can still sell music <laughs> with that, you know that with that um that boom bap rap and the gangster mm -hmm. and the, the tough the oh. tough and slick talking rap. Yeah. With uh, Conway and Westside Gun, and, and then Benny doing what he, the noise he made this this year was like yep. was perfect. And uh, I, I, you know what else I think was big this year was uh, Snoop Dogg getting Death Row. Oh, that was huge! Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Isn't that apropos? I love the fact that Snoop is now like I just own it all now. It's cool, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> I Snoop think that was dope. And stays getting the money. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and so that to that point, Corey. Nas, oh, 30 years into his career, is my number oh, three. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. number three wow. biggest record of the year, which surprised me. Totally <laughs> surprised me. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I fuck, I fuck with this record. 
I'm sorry, I'm cussing on your show, right? No, no, but, no. Um, but 30 years in, yeah, 30 years into his career, I'm like, and so many of those records. So Conway, mm. who else is on there? West Side Gun. I had 40 records that I just loved. 41 that I loved this year. And the records mm -hmm. that you mentioned are are on there. So there was a lot of fighting for what was going to be in my top 10. <laughs> so, um, I found the name of the artist, uh, the Somalian artist. Actually, it was in 2021, towards the end of 2021, that uh, Cardi B and Bella Hadid found her on uh, TikTok. Isi um, Nafta. Easy with yeah, two eyes. Yeah, it's enough them. So I was like, but I found out about her this year and I was like, oh, this 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 jam is quite catchy. Um mm -hmm. speaking about a song that uh we found out the meaning of this year. It's uh if you've been to Nigerian parties, you you probably must have heard of this um, um magic system. Uh what's the we call it Lepagao which is in the chorus but i don't that's not an official title but that's a nigerian title we gave to it but it's a song that have been big way before i even left nigeria it's, it's an old song but you you must play that nigerian parties must play that all african parties uh, it's a big big song and i came across a twitter thread and somebody was like oh every night every time nigerians will uh, we always play this song at our parties no matter the party do you even know what this song means let me break it down for you and the guys are listing the story behind the song and the lyrics well, all this time we've been dancing and even my daughter dances to the song now the whole story the, the, the all the guys singing about is his heartbreak <laughs> he's he, he got dumped and that's what he's crying about <laughs> and then nigeria uncles will be like dj if you don't play this song i won't pay you money play that song i want to dance <laughs> but we don't understand french <laughs> Yeah. I was like, wow, dude, why you gotta make your heart your heartbreak so kind of <laughs> we all here dancing like man, what kind of heartbreak is this? We all dance, man. We love this song. <laughs> but listen, that that was the whole disco genre. I mean, the reality is we forget Ooh. that the most kind of universal things that we can all bond to, love and heartbreak. So you put those two things in a song and put a hot beat and a hot melody Ooh. on that joint, oh, you good. <laughs> you yeah, good. Yeah. I mean, at the end, you know, like, well, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry that it was your heartbreak, but bro, man, this, this heartbreak was really catchy. <laughs> I love the your, beat. Listen, your, heart, your heartbreak is our joy. Thank you. One of you guys got to take one for the team. Thank I mean, you. I mean, you, you got paid for me, too, so you can't complain. <laughs> People are like, yeah, yeah, we like, we love the new song. Yeah, we love the new music. It's good. But when you gonna sing that song? When you gonna sing that one? When you gonna exactly. sing that one? <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, it's hard for me to go to be that person okay. again. I, I want that old. I want. I want. Oh, like, oh man, that's that's oh, man. So, well, but he's happy to sing it all the time, though. That, that's what made them famous, international, and everything. So the whole continent does them. <laughs> I wonder if it's the same reaction for the French-speaking Africans, you know, because they sang it in French. So I'm like, yeah. is that the same? Like, you know, everybody's dancing. Like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, well, maybe I should have paid attention in French class. But, you know, uh, real quick, it's funny because <laughs> I, I follow a couple of um, Spanish um, Instagram or TikTok accounts, and the guy he <laughs> actually translates the songs. 
Oh, they do some crazy stuff, but they're like classic <laughs> songs. Man. And you have people dancing oh. right to it or salsa to it. It's oh like, my gosh. It's like uh, you know, when you listen to it, it's like it's some crazy nonsense. Yo, please do uh, not break down any of the dance hall songs I like. Oh, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. Oh, you want to talk about <laughs> songs that I literally anyway. was like, oh my God, like this song just like announced my death. I cannot believe. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, the funniest thing on the on um Corey's point about the Spanish songs, it wasn't the same guy who breaks and I think I've seen him on TikTok, but I saw this um girl on Instagram Reels where she was comparing like um my mom thinks that Bad Bunny is raunchy and then she started playing yeah, yeah. like um this classic song called Devorame Otra Vez and it's literally I forgot I I think it's like the part it's about them having sex and parents and grandparents they like singing that shit like crazy it's like mm-hmm. you even think they're talking about white sheets I saw that one. Head. I don't know which one you're talking about. I know that one. <laughs> I'm like, that's a classic song, yo. It's a classic song, but the title means devour me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's listen, that's what these that's what these folks need to learn when they write in joints today. Cause I talk about this all the time. I'm like, you know, you got Voyage to Atlantis and you know, you are my starship. I'm like, those songs are like Ooh. you listen to them as adults, you're like, oh my! <laughs> like but, um, Little Red Corvette, Little Red Corvette, all of the above. Oh, exactly. I, I think you got to remove Prince from this conversation from the beginning. Right? Uh, <laughs> they're yeah. all like that. There's gonna be a god. There's gonna be a god of sex and all in the same song. Uh, uh, <laughs> we were doing karaoke earlier today, and I was like, I was like, oh, I remember this song, and I'm like. Oh, do you have the lyrics? I'm like, I didn't know those were the lyrics. <laughs> we got my nine-year-old niece. Yeah. I'm like, huh. Yeah. Yeah. talking about. You kids don't know the classics. He's <laughs> <laughs> like 10 years old. You shouldn't know these classics. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is like a well-known song. That song, Too Close by the group Next. From oh, like, that's a huge song. Uh-huh. I I wasn't sure if it was like very well known, but when I was a kid, I was jamming to that. And then when I got to college, I put it on the oh, yeah. karaoke machine. And my friends were like, "This is what you were jamming to, Alex." Oh, like, see, yes. see, that was that was a song when I came on that you know using the club. He was like, "It's time to push up on something." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as he said the first letter, you like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just oh, following man. the song. Oh man, if, 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 if it was real, some people won't be getting this. Yeah, that song got me. Yeah. This is one of my top songs, but oh, now man. I know yeah. what it means. Uh, that's right. Well, Sasha, yeah. that reminds me of my days in Bentleys. Oh man, you just now I feel like an old man going back in memory lane. Well, the, the, the only difference was that mine got beat out of me when I was a kid. Right now, and I was singing, "Girl, I want to make you sweat." Sweat to you can't sweat. They, they play that on the TV all the time in Nigeria. They don't expect children to sing it. And then my elder sister was, you know, the, the holiest person after the Holy Trinity. So they, they set y'all up, Raphael. They were setting y'all up. Yeah, I was busy doing my house chores, just you know, singing, "Girl, I want to make you sweat." I don't even know the meaning of all that. Sweat to you can't. Like, what, what, what are you singing? I was like, well, I'm singing a song. 
Yes, we'll sing it again. Okay, I'll sing it for you. Get on over. That was the setup. That was meanwhile, meanwhile, a Nigerian church and TV station and like we're gonna do this again. Yeah. So I am screaming, crying, you know, God in that corner, I pray to Jesus and to forgive you. I'm like, what? What did I do wrong? So I run to my mom and go complain to my mom, like, you know, my 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 other sister beat me. My mom was like, why? I was like, I was singing. So what song are you singing? Like, you know, yeah, kid, you don't even know that yet. <laughs> you don't know what it it again. <laughs> I repeat the last Oh, man. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Every, every time I hear that song come up, I'm like, I'm like man, y'all got me beat up. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just sent y'all a bill. What the hell? Oh, <laughs> oh man, it's music. But yeah, yeah. One day I, was, I thought my daughter was sleeping. I was, uh, the song came up on my YouTube. Like, oh, you know, let me just let it play. Then my daughter, went, hey, no, 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 no. We're not there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see. Ah, uh, let's let's wrap up in about ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes. We've gone a little bit over. Let me, let me let you guys go. Um, so, otherwise, we're going to spend three hours here. But, um, yeah, so let's just let's jump into books quickly. You know, yay. Let me just look at my, my favorite. Phone. Oh, I, I, know, favorite. Right? So I have my I have my favorite. So, this was the year of really good music books particularly so there's there's um my honorable mention is um but it's really not honorable mention it's a great book shine bright by danielle smith danielle is a legendary journalist and she wrote this book about um black women in pop music but what she did was she kind of told her life story through the years of these women and their songs. So she would dive into like the women's careers and then like flip back to her life. Mm -hmm. It was, it's moving, right? Because she would use her mom and the songs her mom played to kind of walk us through these life experiences and then tell the stories of the black women th that made the music, right? So great, great book. But my favorite book of the year is Dilla Time by Dan Charnas. Um, this book is phenomenal. It explains why James Yancey, also known as JD, also known as Jay Dilla, why he kind of changed R&B music and hip hop in his time. The book is written in such a magnificent way to pinpoint this moment in time when he did this one thing that then started to, people started to replicate or try and replicate. And it was like, and it describes why the man was great because, you know, there'd be a lot of people's like, Dilla, I don't get it. But what Dan does is like, here's why it mattered what he did. Um, when you have jazz students, like the drums are here, the bass is here, the snare is here. But for whatever reason, it all works, but they're all in a different time and knowing that he programmed it that way. <laughs> and it's like, so that he called it Dilla time to express the idea that this black man kind of re-changed the way we heard time. 
And when you hear Bob Power, who was engineering Tribe Called Quest, mm -hmm. says in the book, when they first brought Dylan in, he was like, this is sloppy. I don't understand what's happening. But he was like, Q-Tip really was into it. And it wasn't until years later that Bob was like, I get it. I now get it. I didn't get it at the time, but now I get it. But anyway, great book. It's huge. It's comprehensive. Everybody, he talks to everybody. Highly recommend it. That's my book of the year. I'm going to check it out only because I think Bill is overrated, but oh, this book will, As this book producer, will change. I've never been, so he has songs that I like. And when I learn more about, mm -hmm. Yeah, I forgot I, I got that. Yeah, I forgot about like, him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's I'm gonna read. I'm gonna check it out. Check it out. I think the you know the, the, you know when somebody passes away, it, it, nobody wants to say bad things, or yeah. nobody wants to have their opinion on the matter, and everybody starts gushing and oh yeah, he was so great. Da, 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 this and oh, I didn't understand, but now I do, and it's like no, he had good joints, but he had a lot of sucky joints too. I'm well, keep it real. But but that's but I think that's true for and with this book. That's for every producer. You're gonna have right. some good hit joints, but you know, but some people I just think are just musical geniuses and he's not one of them. Yeah, this book does and what was so interesting because like even there, one either. You want to boo me on that one too? No. <laughs> We're doing good. Oh. We There's oh. well the we have more pro well, we have more problems <laughs> with the Kanye <laughs> thing, but what was so even when you read this book, that even comes that comes up in this book because he started. Yeah, there was a huge comparison. And at the time, he was literally like, I'm going to show this dude the future. And so when his style changed, it was like literally in response to what Kanye mm -hmm. was doing at the time. He was like, I'm going to do the, I'm going to show this guy what the future of this is now. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop talking. This is really good. I can't say enough about it. It's really good. Mm. Um, it's good black history. Good black music history. Uh, so I'm, trying to, I'm trying to look at my books to see which one I'm going to lie about that I read this year. <laughs> <laughs> which one did you read the cover? Because I'm out here yeah. scrolling through Kindle trying to see. Uh-huh. I know. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, you, you guys want me to go? Why do you find your books? I, I can yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah. thanks to the BPA, I, um, uh, the Black Podcasters Association, we have a book club. So if you're a black creative out there, or you're black, uh, you know, a black creative in the podcasting space, you want to work with people on podcasting, you know, content creating. You should think about joining and i'll put the link in the show notes while you can join uh we also have a book club in there so um thanks to the book club i got to read more books than i usually do otherwise i would have been reading only comics you know like i'm, I'm a big comic guys and that's books too but um one of the, the first book i read this year from the, the, the book club was the sound reporting the npr guide to audio journalism and production and it still guides uh, some of my, you know, it helps me have like a little, um, it serves to, as a guide for some of the stuff that I do. And, um, but the biggest influence uh, from the books that I read was Propaganda, which was my favorite, because it, it's, I, I thought I was just reading something that was going to speak about podcasting, but it went, mm. it, I, when I got into it, it, it was just bigger than 
podcasting was bigger than it, it was life in general and i realized that oh even what i'm doing is also propaganda and it's why it matters that the moment i start speaking into the mic i start communicating with people uh yeah everything matters and there are different types of propaganda out there so it matters what type of propaganda you're putting out there and it's not just uh, only negative only bad things that are propaganda the positive propaganda is there too so i think that's a book that um oh i, I forgot uh, who's the author of the propaganda was uh, uh sound report edward renee yeah that's uh propaganda yeah that's highly recommended and uh sound reporting is from um uh, the npr guide to audio journalism and production is from jonathan ken but i can't talk about books without going to my usual stuff so uh, i got some with me uh i still need i i i, I got a whole bunch of volumes to get through on my uh, my x-men uh i was reading dawn of x yes it's not from 2022 there's more stuff they moved on to but i'm, I'm a big x-men guy uh, I, i'll catch on you know how to take a break to read real books uh, well not real books like you know, other books put it that way uh, invincible i got my invincible the first animation that has ever made me buy the comic that's yeah invincible so mm. if you watch uh, season two is coming in january uh, on amazon jeff bezos keep yeah yeah give 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 yeah, if you're going to spend that money but yeah give give creatives that money knowledge just before want to go to the moon and i don't know what they want to do there but um there's one horror comic that i read was recommended to me from galaxy comic you know it's a small comic uh, bookstore owned um local store in uh, brooklyn in my neighborhood and um something is killing the children great 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 book mm. I, it's highly recommended uh i thought it had ended at volume four but uh there's volume five now so i gotta read that and one of my favorite artworks monstrous from marjorie liu i met her at comic-con this year and she's an inspiration because she quit her law career to go start writing comics so <clears throat> excuse me um then I'm, this comic book from um henderson garbert fabella boland i think this one if they ever convert this into uh, uh, an adaptation like tv or movie the opening scene will just blow people's minds away skyward the black girl magic was in this and whoa that's uh this is great sci-fi here only four episodes uh four volumes great great stuff in there great story i loved it smooth easy Reference get some some sponsorships oh yeah, yeah shit. I, i'm down for that you know and my two favorites my two favorites for those next volumes mm-hmm. bitter roots um i'm not too happy with how bitter roots ended well technically they say it's ended i gotta talk to uh mr green who i always talk to at comic-con and he's one of the people who also inspired me for my podcast because he had been talking to me about podcasting before i pod- began podcasting and um there's an advice he gave me that i haven't still taken um done yet but um this the, is coming on netflix and we talk i talked to uh, um mr green who does the artwork the drawings he's done stuff for marvel and dc and i was with him when it was announced that netflix was making a production and ryan kugler was on the team i think regina king is supposed to be directing and the stuff he told me but that was before chadwick boseman unfortunately passed away so i, I won't go into that but you know, you know but uh this book is um 
Harlem in the um, 50s, sci-fi in the um, 18, what is it, 1850s. And man, it's, brother, brother what? No, Bitter Roots. Oh, Bitter Roots. Bitter Roots. Okay. It's um, in the, man, it's in the 1800s, Harlem. It's great sci-fi. But, you know, it has the racism, all that is there. But you're gonna you're gonna love it. Like those black superheroes dealing with some crazy stuff in there. It's only only three volumes. I was surprised they ended it as a third volume. But uh, you, you you when you see the themes they were dealing with, you you'll be like, hmm, impressive. Now, number one comic book of all time. Saga finally came out with volume 10. We've been waiting for three years. I got it. I got it. It's so good. I'll read it last two days of the year. I'll read it. Because it's so good. You know, I can't touch it. So I got my volume 10. This is my favorite comic book of all time. You know, covers everything. It's from um, um, Fiona Staples and Brian K. Vaughn. And yeah, that's 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 it for books. So yeah, I know it's a lot, but um, yeah. Yeah. So that's enough time for y'all to have had your books out. Yes, <laughs> that's what it was. Right? You just <laughs> you did a whole infomercial about to be like, yo, you just got a whole podcast on these books. Oh well, yeah, I could, I could, because uh, that's great stuff. Yeah. That'd be really good content. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and good for advertising and sponsorships. Yeah, yeah which I'm open to. to read, you know, very it's very niche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I know a lot of graphic novels and stuff, and I, I haven't really read many, you know, like graphic novels and stuff. But um, I am in, of course, the BPA book club. I'm also in a Spanish book club with my girls in Boston, Las Sucias. So, oh. so Wait, it's called Las Sucias? Oh, yes, yes. I was going to say, so Sasha knows what that means, but I was like, oh, Corey does too. I used to call my home girl. I used to be Sucio, she used to be Sucias, so I know it's how that goes. Sucio, Sucias. Um, oh. So, those I I books... might have to know the meaning now. <laughs> it means dirty. Dirty, oh. yes. Um, but, you know, uh, so yes, those books are usually a little spicy, but they generally are also by you know um spanish authors or take place in a different you know spanish country or whatnot across the world so one of the uh recent books from asusias that i really enjoyed um was um the inheritance of orquita divina and that oh. is by um zareda cordova um and it was it's not it's it's fiction um but it's kind of like historical fiction and you know mystery as well so we always love a good mystery and sex of course um (laughs) uh, another one that i read on my own that i enjoyed is is also kind of sci-fi um but it's how, how long until black history month no, how long till Black Future Month? Um, and that one is by N.K. Jemison, right? Yeah, Jemison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was kind of like a collection of short stories. So you could pick it up, put it down, you know, um, listen to you know like a black spy in New Orleans and how you know she helped to develop you know different you know like um, chemicals and bombs and stuff like that, or it could be like this you know, evolution and survival in New Orleans after the floods and stuff. Um, so it had a lot of topics and stories that were relevant, I felt like, to the Black community, Black culture, and just 
looking at some of these, you know, science fiction stories from a different point of view that, you know, you, we may not always have had, you know, before that, you know, I never really like really read and really saw yourself like in some of these stories. Um, then of course, um, one that I read on behalf of the family, because uh, I said, Oh, this is a great book. Everybody should read it. I don't think anybody else read it, but me, but you know, in the midst of my parents, um, relocating from this lovely, you know, blue state over to that other red state, you know, downsizing and like even estate planning and, you know, thinking about everything you have in your house. They've been in this house that I'm in now for over 30 years. Um, and so you could just imagine the, the emotions and the feeling of overwhelmed of having to, do you keep this? Do you get rid of this? Do you give this to that child? Do you like discard it? Do you sell it? Are you moving it with you when you go to a new place? So keep the memories, lose the stuff. Um, that was written by uh, Matt Paxton. And I really enjoyed the book. So I'm a planner. I'm an organizer. What I do for work, I do office space planning. Um, I like event planning. So I love like helping out with like, you know, BPA, like, okay, what's the next event? When's the next party? What are we going to do? We need to do this, this and that. Um, organizational structure, you know, like these are things that I like and I love. And I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. So even him talking about different techniques or how do you talk to someone? Because it is almost like psychological, like, why do you need to keep this? Why do you need two pictures of me looking this way and then me looking that way? Like, really, come on, let's. And photos are like the most difficult things. And my dad was a photographer. So there's ah. tons and tons and tons. Of, even me, I like, I'm probably going to have to take a tote or two home with me because I'm like, I still got stuff here. Wow. But um, I found that was a really good book when, you know, just a, taking a different way to look at what it is you have and what you're going through. And I can see how it could relate to work, how it can relate to family and children and how it can relate to even podcasting, you know, like compartmentalizing things and structure, you know, so that you can flow in the way that you really want to flow, you know, figuring out the things that are most important to you that you want to keep and that you want to share. Um, and then with back, um, podcasting association, I think it was the, um, the Stacey Adams book that we read. Oh, yes. Uh, that, that, was awesome. one, that was phenomenal. Um, I didn't really know her. Um, and But I loved the, the layout of the book and how she spoke about her experiences and how she connected with people. Um, and so I thought that was a great book. That one was Lead from the Outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a great book. Mm -hmm. And my, my uh, girlfriends, <laughs> we, we, we start each year saying, oh, yeah, we're going to read 100 books. And da, 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 da. I think I read 20 or 25, but it was, it was it's a, that's really good. That is, that is a, that's good. I'm like, it's, it's honestly, I'm an overachiever <laughs> when it comes to books. So don't compare. I feel like people shouldn't compare themselves to my level of reading because I read consistently on the way to work, at home. Wait, uh, Sasha, do you do you speed read? No, okay. I, um... I just had to ask because I have a cousin who swears by speed reading, and forgive me, Jordan, I still don't understand what it means by that. But yeah, yeah it, I, honestly, I have, uh, is he doing speed reading like I'll that meme? Like this on my phone, <laughs> the guy be like, <laughs> or is he like skimming? Oh. 
Right. <laughs> First I, I don't know. Rolling. His name I don't know in front of me is my English cousin. So, well, uh-huh. yeah, the uh, ocean separates us. But he, when, when he came on the podcast, he, he, he said he, he's read how many books in a, in, a, in a year. And I was like, okay, I, I believe you, man. Oh, <laughs> you wow. English for a reason. <laughs> Drink some tea uh, with biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my top book from the BPA book club this year, I would say um, one that I hadn't, one that I didn't fully finish, but I really enjoyed it. Um, just a second, let me pull up the name because I can't. Uh, Oh, shoot. oh, and it also, was... my, my cousin is light skinned too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to skip the book that I mentioned. I forgot the title and I forgot the author. So, my second favorite book from the BPA book club was Sound Reporting that um, Raphael mentioned. Um, I, I have a journalism background, so a lot of what he spoke about really spoke to what I learned in school and expanded upon it. So I learned a good, I learned a lot from the book. And then um, outside of BPA, I'm gonna mention two more books and then I'll be done. Cause I don't wanna mention, go through everything I read. Uh, another book that I read this year, let me see if I can scroll to it, was Purchasing Whiteness, um, Pardos, Mulatos, and the Quest for Social Mobility in the Spanish Indies by Anne Twynham. It's a book um, that talks about the kind of gracias al sacar process in the Spanish Indies, which is where people who are like mulatto or like part black or would apply to the crown to have recognized benefits of whiteness. Um, some were successful, some weren't, most weren't, and it pretty much Antoine M goes through the documents and talks about each case of people who applied and what happened in their lives. Um, and then one more book. Ooh, scroll, scroll, scroll. And, okay, found it. A, this is more of like a sci-fi speculative fiction. Um, a Master of Gin by P. Jelly Clark. It's um, an like an alternate version of Cairo in like the 1800s, kind of where they have these advanced technologies. They have these supernatural creatures called Jin who live amongst humans. It's a very good book. It came out a little bit earlier this year. It has its own little universe with a novella and a short story prequel. It's a very good series. Um, and the author is black. <laughs> All right. I got that though. Yeah. So, Taking some notes. Yeah. <laughs> I got some books that um, I'll have to add to my collection of books that I, I'll get to one day. But I'll, I'll buy them, but I'll still get to them one day. Yeah. <laughs> I got a few books to read too. But yeah. So now the final topic which is actually my favorite is the um the one i like to call the official entertainment which is tv slash movies for 2022 i didn't get to see my books well you read uh, i thought you said you didn't read i thought i read 
Oh my bad. Uh, oh my bad. My bad. My bad. All right, I'll put my suit on. I don't have a bill. All right. All right. skin discrimination. Tonight. All right. That's all right. Yeah, we light skin brothers. We read. I have to offer that celebrity apology. <laughs> I would like to apologize to anyone who I may have offended <laughs> by, um, you know, it wasn't my intention to offend the light skin <laughs> caucus of, you know, you know. But yeah, go ahead, Corey. Go ahead, One of the books I read every year is Zero to One by Peter Till. And uh, oh. it deals with uh, startup notes on startups. It's, a, it's based off of a lecture he did. Somebody put together this these notes from the lecture but it's on basically how startups work and how to capture market share and all that stuff so I, these are stuff i principles i apply to the bpa and trying to figure out how to get bpa where it needs to go and then i this is the book that uh we started reading in the book club that i i like talk like ted especially oh, yeah. someone who doesn't do well with public speaking who didn't used to do well with public speaking. <laughs> okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. all right Thanks to Mimi and Africa. I always gotta give y'all props for clowning me that day. Um, but um, yeah, talk like I haven't finished it, but as you can see, I've been making my notes and stuff. So I plan on finishing this hopefully by the end of the week. But um, I think as 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 people in this space, you know, this is an important book on learning how to talk and convey your message in a way that resonates with people. So and since I've been told I'm the face, and I gotta do more and more front facing things with the BP, I gotta get better at that. So. I plan on finishing this book by the end of the week before the new year. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll give I you... still haven't finished it. <laughs> I haven't started it. I got a whole pack of a book <clears throat> behind me right here where I got all the books from the BPA club that I, I started reading or I haven't finished reading yet. <laughs> you can do a lending library and let me borrow some. Uh, yeah. I'm doing, you know, <laughs> Welcome. Book, books are my addiction. So I'm very weary about giving my books out because I know there's a ton of books I have out there that people haven't given me back yet. Oh. There are people who owe me books in Nigeria yeah, I from live, when I was fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't lend out. I barely lend out books because yeah, one in, in college, a friend of mine lent me a book which I ended up reading like three or four pages and I hated, and I forgot to give it back to her. And I had that book for like two and a half years. Oh man, <laughs> on my shelf. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll do you one better. But I Someone, gave it back. I borrowed somebody. My, well, someone came to our house, or uh, a housewoman at our former apartment, and she saw one of my uh, graphic novels, which has an Islamic um, theme story, was an Islamic, it's Islamic based, and she asked to borrow it, and I wouldn't see her for almost a year uh, afterwards, and she still showed up without the book. But she was like, you know, when you gave me that book, I was in a very dark place and, you know, I was depressed and all that. I was even suicidal. I was like, well, I'm glad he, you know, didn't go through with all that. But, you know, I would have still loved if you'd given my book. And she's like, well, <laughs> that book saved my life. You know, after reading that book, I saw that Islam was a great thing for me. And now I'm a Muslim. I was like, well, congratulations. Well, I, that wasn't what I was expecting, but I, I guess I converted her to Islam. And yeah, so when you go give my book? Oh, yeah, next time I'm coming to Brooklyn. She lives in Yonkers. Next time I'm coming to Brooklyn, I was like, you know what? The next day I went to the comic book store and bought another one. I was just like, that's it. That's it. Uh, And nobody borrows this book no more because I ain't converting nobody. Y'all got to come talk to me about that. I ain't know that was going to convert people like that. But, yeah. So, everybody send your books and make sure you're good. Did I miss anybody? Nope. 
do you guys read books multiple times or is it one and done because you at least a couple of you said that you you keep them and you collect them but do you ever read it again yeah, I, I go back to I go back to there are some books I go back to all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some uh, Baldwin's The Fire Next Time, like I read that mm. a lot. The Autobiography of Malcolm X, like I read that a oh. lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a couple on my shelf that I'll like keep going back to. I'm like, not many, but I'm really a basic. I would say I'm a basic person. Like my favorite book of all time is Pride and Prejudice, and I've read it so many times. <laughs> um, my paperback copy I had to tape it together oh. um, but I got a hardback which I have yet to read I just leave it pristine on the shelf um, but yeah I've read that book so many times I've watched most of the movies of Pride and Prejudice which do not live up to the book mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of I have a lot of business books, so I always go back and read them because they're always in a different mindset. Hmm. But my, I have this weird thing where I remember what I read too, so that's it's yeah. weird. Yeah, I, I think I remember what I read also, but uh, I'm kind of a basic bitch when it comes to reading. So <laughs> uh, once I've read it, you know, like even my favorite comic books, it's hard for me to go back to them. But uh, if I love them, yeah, they're, they're staying here. Yeah. If I don't love them that much, you know, I might. Oh, my nephew in Nigeria, you know, it's time for you to get these books. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle loves you. Uh, if you listen to this episode, that's not why you're getting comic books from me or any other book. But you know, <laughs> that's Christmas time. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still love. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, but you so, said TV and film. Yes, for the final round. Mm-hmm. So I mean, really quickly for me, um, it was a lot of good horror um, that I was really into this year. Um, so actually, my favorite film of the year is X, um, and uh, really, really dope um, about a group of folks that go to a farm to film like a porn flick in like the late seventies, and. Uh, yeah, and have to and have to survive um, the owners who are an elderly couple. Um, it it subverts uh, every every idea you have. Um, oh, no, Kid Cudi is Kid Cudi is one of the stars and one of the producers of the film. Um, it's great. It's absolutely great. And um, oh, I, Wednesday. Hmm. The girl oh? who played Wednesday. The girl it? who played Wednesday. Yep, is in there. Okay. <laughs> um, really, really dope uh, flick. So, highly recommend um, X, and that's my favorite um, movie thing. My favorite TV thing was Stranger Things. So, oh, um, I, I, haven't, I still haven't. I finished seen. it just recently. Yeah, I, uh, you yeah. Just, yeah, I haven't seen. I still haven't. I still haven't watched it at all. No, at all. Oh, damn! I'm good. I'm no. in place. Sasha, you need I've, yeah, gotten, I'm on a, I've gotten along without three. Stranger Things in my life this whole time, I'm so I'm not that pressed about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, 
you'll en- I think you'll enjoy it. If once you get to it, I miss there are some big pop culture holes. Like I didn't see Wakanda forever. Like I had these huge. Oh, big- Lord, I must help somebody help me I'm, I'm extra- oh. y'all know how many things I'm doing. Y'all know all the stuff I'm doing. I just ain't had down. the time. So you saw X, but you didn't see Wakanda forever. Because oh. I saw X oh. er- that came out earlier in the year. It was at I was at a different point. It's been a very busy fall, child. We just rebranded Q points. Like I've been very, very busy. Um, I've been busy too, J Ray, but I saw I saw yes. BP two five times already. So okay. I need electric pump. Yeah, I in my defense, I have the monthly pass, so I could go as many times as I want, and I'll be bored. So I'll just be like, Yo, you want to go see it? All right, let's go. Right. No, why would you be hollering up at us when you go see these shows? <laughs> I, 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 I go out to Long Island, I don't think y'all gonna come out there with me. So, yes, I do. They know me then. <laughs> <laughs> my friend loves that regal every it's time beautiful. i go to the movies with her all the way over there i like amc well, i have the regal pass so that's why i go to the movies uh, i got amc yeah. premiere subs premiere yeah, i got i got alamo and it's, it's, yeah. i like alamo draft house but it's in brooklyn so Hey, I, I, I got one in Manhattan and one in Staten Island. I did. I will say and, that and I Yonkers. did go to the downtown Brooklyn one to see Wakanda Forever. Ah, and, and it was nice. But the only reason I went is because I was going to a show. Oh, oh, lost it for a second. And go to Brooklyn. Oh, we lost you for a second. Uh, yeah. Oh, so I was saying. There was no reason for me to go to an AMC in the city if I was going to be in Brooklyn. So I was like, Alamo Draft House is where I'm going to go to the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I oh, went but, to. But I'll, I'll go to my favorite. I did not finish this, but my favorite show for 2022 was Abbott Elementary. Oh, uh, um, stuff. It was just lighthearted, feel good mm-hmm. content. Um, <laughs> And, and I'm cost, always following, I've followed Trenta mm. Brunson's career since BuzzFeed days. So I was mm. happy to see her get her flowers. Uh, and then movie-wise, let me just see. What was my favorite movie for 2022? I'm like, because I have this app called TV Time where I log everything, most things I watch, if I can find them on here. And it's not the one thing I hate is that it's not showing me my favorite movies in wait, it should be able to show it to me in the order of them being released. But it seems like no, it's not. It's just showing me at random. Come on. <laughs> they need to change this. Okay. I like actually it's not my top movie, but it's one of my top movies. Every Everything, everywhere, everywhere, all all at once. That was on my list. That was an amazing movie. Yes, it was. Yes. Yep. I, I feel like I saw somebody comment that every, everything, everywhere, all at once did the multiverse better than Marvel does, (laughs) and I was like, I see it, and that's why I like it. Mm-hmm. It was a great like, movie. That's two that's different things. I don't know why yeah, people are yeah, trying to compare both of them. No, the, the thing same. is that they're not the same, but the concept of their multiverse is 
way more put together than the multiverses that Marvel or DC try to put. They're kind of yeah, they stretch it out over ten years and uh-huh. property, so it's gonna be hard to make it all mesh perfectly. You got two yeah. and a half hours to do it; you can do it perfectly. Yeah, but it was a great movie. I think I, if it she was. doesn't want Oscar, if that movie doesn't get Oscar nominated like crazy, that's a, it's a straight up robbery. I, I know the first round of Oscar nominations; it got um, they, it was one of the movies um, nominated. Uh, for yeah. some, I can't remember what it was, but um, the, the, yeah. uh, something. Mm. It was one of the movies. Really movie. I like Nope. Yeah, I, I, like, I like Nope, nope uh, as well, but it's not my top. I haven't seen that yet. Nope either. was trash. Oh my god! Oh, god. god. I don't. I don't think it was trash. It Honestly, was it was it was utter nonsense and it was ridiculous. I feel like Curry, go watch DJ Benamin and Tatiana King talking about. Uh, well, no, yeah. I don't need to. I don't need to. I'm not. They talked um, about you. They mentioned you specifically. They today. Mentioned, what as a hater? Is that what the light skin hater? Light skin because they mentioned people who couldn't understand. Nope. And I was like, huh, no, I'm no, no. See, you. see, this is what I see. This is uh, what, hold on, hold on, no, no, no. See, on. see, this is where I have a problem with this stuff because I watch movies. I, I know. Watch, I live in the movie <laughs> theater. You be hating on some stuff. No, no. It was. It was. It was. It was. It was terribly acted. It was a weak story, what? and the special effects were terrible. Terribly acted. Oh, oh, was that on purpose? Terribly. No, yeah. it wasn't on purpose. It was I, 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 can't, I can't. I can't believe <laughs> you weren't go uh, terribly acted. Yeah. But, now that but, I think about it, I retract my thing. Because you gonna let Kiki? No. Because Kiki was being Kiki. Let's just keep it real. Kiki was being Other dude was being like. Look at that. Like, I was like, is he retarded or something? Excuse me, is he slow or something? Queen, like, queen, 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 thinking about some queen. effects. I was like, that the whole Listen, effect of Jordan the Jordan is kind of he's the M. Night Man of black horror movies, okay? What? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, God. I, I, he, a, I he hit you with a good he hit you in the beginning with a good one, two, oh, and then everything just starts oh, going. Man. Oh man. Oh yeah. I think I think it's hard to say. I think I I think it's hard to say. I haven't seen Nope yet, but I do think it's hard to. I don't think he's, he's at M Night yet. M Night, M Night will not fool me again. Fool yeah, me never, five times, never, M Night. Hold on, the Invincible Trilogy, the Invincible Trilogy, whatever that trilogy you called it, that was good. But Mister Glass, I see M Night Shyamalan. Name and I, I just start saying not today. Say them not no. today. You gotta <laughs> be joking. No. The trailers will get you every time. Okay, you be, like, that's and that's what Nope did. Nope was all about the trailer. Nope no. was all about the trailer. Movie, um, M Night did that movie old. Yes, year. I haven't watched it yet. I heard it was terrible. It's ter- it's 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 M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> God, dude, I, I made me pay two dollars to see Avatar, and I, and I was like, "That's nice." I don't believe you. that's gonna be good. Well, I, trust me when I when I say Jordan is he's the black version of him. Uh, nope was okay. Even the alarm clock. Even with the little rip off of Akira that that had no point. That had no point in being in the movie with the little rip off of Akira, Akira motorcycle. Oh, I was like, "Are you serious?" Sorry. I was like, "All this stuff that happened in this movie. Now you want to do this?" It had right, no we'll place in the movie. We'll put you in timeout. Let, let's hear from somebody who has much better taste. Okay, so I'm going to talk about my favorite movie was Everything uh, Everywhere. Man, and then my favorite TV show, well, I have, it's hard for me because Andor was, was wonderful. 
Yeah, oh, finally, we're on the same page. On for something. me, the heartbreaking uh, TV show for the year for me was the end of The Expanse because that's one I, I think it's. Oh, a did that? I ended last year. No, ended this year. Oh, this it started late last year and ended in, in okay. Um, yes, yes, you're right. You're right. That was, I that haven't was even finished season three great, of the expanse. Man, that was some great shows that ended this year. Yeah, great shows. So Ooh. that one hurt me bad because it was, right, a, yeah. it was probably one of the best sci-fi shows out there ever. It's an then, amazing sci-fi show. It is, and then House and then House of Dragon was really good. Oh man, oh. Oh, I gotta say, man, I don't see it the way I see it offline, but it's the show with, oh, man, they give me everybody, everybody got black names and I should not know they're all black, man. Well, you, the, know, you see what the Valerians look like. I was just I telling mean, my boy yesterday. I'm really like a Valerian, yo. I mean, Damon, uh, what, what's, what's my man's name again? Um, Amon. Uh, what, what's the, the other guys? Damon, um, Amon, Raymon, Maymon, Playmon. I look at I'm like, mm. yeah. uh-uh. George R. R. Martin. We know what you'll be up to. You, uh, you, you need a name. You're writing. Oh, I want a name. Oh, he just, oh, I go to where the black people hang out. Well, I got you know, the what's, amazing about the whole, what's amazing about the whole Game of Thrones thing is how he's writing it as it's going along. Wait, you oh, think yeah. you're going, you're really going to write? That's why season seven of Game of Thrones went the way it did because it was never written. So you really think he's going to write that book, book that he's been promising for how many years? That dude going, hey, milking it. He's like, oh, you all love yeah, he's me. He's writing I'm it as he goes along. He's like, yeah. So hey, writing that book. Let's do that. Okay, let's do the episode. <laughs> he's not going to write that book. He's he telling you all, I'm writing that book. Y'all like, oh, what are you going to write, Judge? What are you going to write, Judge? You like, track of the shows because the shows are out. Like, mm. He's like, okay, here's the script for the next move. Here's the book. Yeah. <laughs> Keep making. I mean, like, I, mean, I don't want to. I don't know how much money he's making off of them, but be I'm honest, not, with you, I'm write the book. I don't know if I will write the next book because I'm making so much money. Off this <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> I just retire at this point. He wrote the book. The book's trash. He go. He go die. Oh, R. R. Martin the is the um, J. Electronica of. Oh boy! <laughs> wow, that guy. Awesome. Oh man, I don't even know what, what, is it coming out? What, what button to play, to play for this guy. I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm, I'm out of reaction. Jay knows what I'm talking about. Like, what's, what's it coming? What's I it know. Coming? What's the I album know. dropping? What's up? You got us, you got us all, all, all. I'm still waiting. I'm still a fan it, waiting. It happens. We got something. Yeah. Uh, well, Rihanna released music this year, so there's hope for George R.R. Martin fans. <laughs> what about you, Mimi? me so i mean i'm pretty basic i love my like crime and mystery shows um but one of the most recent ones i saw that i thought was really good this year was um inside man um with david tanning david tanning that's from the movie no it's um i think it's a british is it i think it's a british show um let me see it was there was one guy locked up and he's like solving mysteries from the inside. Um, oh. And David Tanning is a- oh, On Netflix? A, yeah, I think it's on Netflix. It's like- oh, a I, think, I think I saw the trailer for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. It was If it keeps me on my toes, it keeps me guessing because most of these shows I'm like, oh yeah, 
this was the one who killed him. This is what happened. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're happened. like my missus. She'd be sorry. Could... She'd be spoiling stuff. Like, I'm like, God, right. so don't put those off because we'll get away with it. Okay. We know how to do this, right? <laughs> but, um, this will be edited out of the. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to prove it. You got to prove it. Like, you're never going to prove it. Um, I can't think of a movie. I don't know. I, I only. I haven't gone to the theaters. Uh, I did go to see, you know, Wakanda, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know of a movie that was really good. I was like, wow, awesome movie. This year was kind of sucky for movies. Yeah. I started at all times or whatever, whatever, but I don't think I finished it yet. Curry, Cook. I thought Curry would be all about the, the man who saved the movie theater. Tom Cruise, and I, your uh, boy. You know, I love Maverick, but I got everything. Everything was the best movie of the year that I saw so far. Oh yeah, so uh, I, 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 I love Maverick. Maverick. I, I really, really care about that, but you know, the movie I care about is coming out next year. So I'm a Tom Cruise guy, but it's Mission Impossible that yes. I care more about. Yes. And he doesn't even need to release a trailer. He released a stunts video, and I was like, dude, I don't even need to watch nine minutes of this. I just watched two minutes. And I'm like, I already paid. Take the money. Just there give me go. the date. I'll be there. Just give me a video of you running. That's all I need. Ah, Tom Cruise running. <laughs> I'm paying. <laughs> you got me. Easy. I'm an easy, easy guy. I have a friend but, uh, who hates us right now, oh, Raphael, because of that. He hates oh. Tom Cruise. Man, tell, him, like tell, him, Cruise tell him I got tickets all. for him to join Scientology. <laughs> I, I, I told him I'm sending him tickets for Christmas to, to Mission Impossible. I have not watched any of the missions. Uh -oh. I don't think he's interesting. I don't even think he's a good actor. Girl, oh, don't, don't do that to yourself, please. Don't do that to yourself. The, the that... Mission Impossibles are super fun. Yeah. Um, it's... It, I, I, okay, so what I think... I enjoy a good Tom Cruise action flick. First of all, there's the mystique around, you know, he does his own stunts, mm -hmm. which is kind of fascinating mm -hmm. to me. That is uh, fascinating. You know, and so that part... And then the movies are what they are. Like, <laughs> they are. It's like, listen, this is what you came here to see. You came mm -hmm. here to see oh, yeah. this formula. I'm going to execute leave. it. You're going to be leave. in. Like, oh, I'm agent. Give, give me the mission, man. Call me and give me a mission. As soon as you leave a Tom Cruise movie, you're like, what's the mission? What's go, the mission? Oh, yeah. 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 No, I'm, not yeah, I'm more of a John movie yeah john wick coming out. yeah oh, john wick i'm excited for that my man donnie yen in it oh yeah I oh really i didn't know that fluctuate when it comes to movies because i'm a film major so a lot can of be a my problem tastes too. are very eclectic when it comes to films mm. uh, to mm. say the least all right uh, so all what right. were you into enough, this enough year this year honestly a lot of it i watched was like superhero movies because of my um she my watched friends. black adam but that's I, what she's trying to tell you another trash movie i she, took um so she listened to the rock this, that movie made a profit, this semester i took a class called cinema aesthetics and criticism and we focused on american journalism in cinema so i watched 14 journalism related films over the course of the last semester. Some were good, some were not. Right. Um, yeah, we watched every, like, at least every week or every two weeks, we watched at least one to two films. 
Uh, I would say my top film out of what I watched for class um, was probably All the President's Men was really good. That's a good movie. Um, and then there was a film called I think it was um, actually not there's another older one that I really like Oh, Good Night and Good Luck by George Clooney about um Yes. Oh, I never saw that. That, that one was about uh Edward R. Murrow, the journalist like mm-hmm. journalism god pretty much. Uh and his reporting of pretty much taking down jo- Senator Joseph McCarthy back in the 50s. Uh and that kind of just exposed the the corruption and how crazy that whole house of un-American the activity scare, yeah. committee was the whole yeah. Red Scare. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an amazing movie. Um, I, just, right, I, like, I, I didn't really know out. much of George Clooney's like producing work or directing work, and that I was like, maybe I'll watch more of his films because it was really. Yeah, well- he got some. He got some good movies that I've seen. I don't think I've seen a bad movie from him. One of my favorite movies is um the one about Nixon. Um, from Judge Clooney. No, um, oh, but, uh, Frank Langella when he played um Nixon about that whole interview. Oh, uh, wait, no, no, I'm thinking of uh, any other day, Frost Nixon, the movie Frost Nixon. Oh, yeah, uh, that's, uh, I always so when I talk to people about Michael podcasting, Shana? I tell them to watch that movie because it shows you how, how somebody who was out of his death was interviewing someone. Who was kind of manipulating him and then how he had to figure out how to how people you know how he was playing it safe in the interview and people wanted to people wanted to hear nixon admit that he was guilty and then the whole ordeal between the two of them and how he eventually you know the whole researching and all that stuff but i like the end because it, it the climax of the movie is about the whole battle between him in the interview and trying to get you know Nixon is so smart. He was manipulating the conversation, and then the and then the interviewer was or who's or Frost was the battle between the two, and how they how he actually got Nixon to finally open up and admit what everybody wanted to hear, and it became one of the biggest uh, interviews ever. So, but it's it's a good it's a good movie to, like to watch. It's really good. All right, so. Mine is, uh, well, I'll, I'll be quick with mine. Uh, as usual, you know, they're going with Marvel stuff in there. But let me, okay, let me start with the TV side. TV side, um, list. <laughs> it was great to see the best, my best TV. You know, it, it's tied. My best TV shows for the year all began with letter A. Atlanta came to an end. And I got to just say, man, that's the best writing there. The best writing in TV. Because... A bunch of people watch that and it goes over their head like, well, what the hell is all this? And like, man, the way those guys break down stuff, you can watch that from episode one, season one, to the last episode. You're like, man, this is chef's kiss and all that good French stuff. I don't know what they call it, but it's just Donald Glover and Steven Glover. That, that's a great creative team. Um, and uh, oh, man, that show... That show, I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna do. Ender, you're talking about. 
Star Wars. Yeah, what is it? Oh, Star Wars. It. It's about Cassie and Andor from Rogue One. From yeah, the Rogue One movie. If you haven't watched the whole any of the, all the other Star Wars stuff, that's fine. You can watch Andor. Okay. Rogue you One can is watch the only it without thing watching I, any of this stuff. Yeah, Rogue, Rogue One is the most important thing tied to. Um, you can watch the series without watching um, Rogue One. Yeah, but yeah, that's the only thing that you know because it mm. it's Rogue One is the end of Andor, so. Uh, it, that that show that's man. It's like when people like there's a lot of talk online, like you know, in the Nigerian space there's a lot of people pushing for revolution that we need uh rebellion and all this and i'm like how many of you watch ando and they're like what what, what, what about star wars i'm like you guys need to watch this because one scene where the guy asks the rebel leader what have you what have you given to the cause and when that guy starts speaking and you're like damn this speech who wrote this who wrote this and the final episode the speech at the final episode, I, I, I actually found out that um, they changed. Um, that's where she said, "Fuck the empire." They, they changed that to fight the empire. That speech was is so powerful. You go, you go want to fight somebody? Who, somebody owe you money? You go be like, "Man, I'm getting, I'm going." Yeah, <laughs> it's so pumped. Like, but that show, if you've been oppressed, if you've been colonized, if you've been you go from one of any oppressed societies that's your show and it's a star wars show but there's no jedi there's no lightsabers there's no magic there's none of that good in this this is is as real as it gets mm-hmm. and um if a, a friend who of connected through uh, content creating he's from algeria he actually shared an article with me about um, how andor speaks to the battle of algiers because um, algeria is one of the countries on, on the african continent that had a very bloody independence from france and uh the, the article it's it's like when you the, the andor did a great it, and i don't think the andor guys i'm not sure if they were talking about algeria but that's how many people from around the world relate to this show so i'll be having him later on we'll have a discussion about andor why he loves it so much um one other show i would just love to give a shout out to uh, two others uh well one or two actually but uh jack richard hey they finally got a jack richard i was like oh they got a big guy to be jack richard and he was like jack richard from the books literally lifted up from the books i love tom cruise jack richard don't get me wrong with that Uh but tom cruise wasn't huge this guy was like literally he the whole mannerisms everything i was like this is a real jack richard right here that show is it's a good time it's a good time it's not it's not as deep as it gets you don't really need to go that far but it's a good show um i just finished the peripheral on amazon that show is is deep is deep ai gaming uh some stuff that futuristic man they, they mess like um veterans it, it's wild it's why i need to go back and watch it all over again because it's wild um she hulk i love she hulk the end messed with me oh, miss marvel cool. was my favorite marvel show of the year moon knight i was glad to see moon knight finally i got great soundtracks from all those shows all the shows but the favorite comedy i know abbott elementary is cool it's great great casting uh but there's one show that beats abbott elementary and season three came out this december it's called Southside on hbo if you ever watch Southside and you're still sad at the end of an episode man something's wrong with you just go get yourself checked up go 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 straight into a mental institution check yourself in 
because that show I'm, I'm, I'm just like god damn who writes this i'm just i'm just falling down laughing i'm just like yeah you just want to laugh like this they're too good they yeah. are too good it's as black as it comes they're too good it's really crazy comedy um on the movie side i saw glass onion last night it's now on netflix i wish i had gone to the theater to see that that was a good one and, 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 um ryan johnson followed up on the first movie uh, what was the first one called again it was just glass nine yeah he, he followed up with a with an excellent sequel to nice out um pray now uh, that's now i think that's the best predator movie now that, that's for me that's uh yeah, no, no movie would be better than the first one. I'm sorry, that's the all star cast that Predator One had. It's never, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Bitch. steroids, steroids, and all that. Yeah, steroids like, era, you can never beat that yeah. with Jimmy. Whatever, whatever, whatever. All right, <laughs> Curry, okay, when you win the Curry's, yeah, but um, uh, a movie that gave me a fun time is now on Netflix too. Bullet Train. <laughs> You know, that Blue was, train was great. I saw that twice. Good action. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, I, you know, I had a great time with it. Um, it's not, you know, it was good action. I was entertained from beginning to the end. You, know, you don't fall asleep on mm. that movie. Um, Wakanda Forever. You're Mwah. a diesel, Ryan. by the way. You're a diesel, huh? by the way. You're a diesel. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that's a low blow, man. That's a low blow. That's a low <laughs> hitting below the belt all night. Right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. You see, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't even trust them light skin brothers. Oh man. Do that. Oh, man. Oh. Okay, okay, but oh well. Um, Brian, Tyree, um, Henry. No, what's his last name? Henry. He was. He's great as so. a paper boy on Atlanta and in Bullet Train. I was like, man, he British. Oh, oh wow. he was killing his. He, he, he came with a British accent, and I was like, oh, look at that, a black American with a British accent. Why can't we do this? Actor. He's a great actor. Yeah, no, nah, he's fantastic, man. Even in Eternals, he was he was yeah, solid. Great in Eternals. So, oh yeah, he was great in Eternals. Eternals yeah. wasn't the greatest, but he was good. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest, but oh, that's a movie I, I still enjoy. But um. I enjoyed uh, it, but I Wakanda, it again. Oh yeah, I, I've watched it a couple of times. Uh, Wakanda Forever, man. You know, I, I, I read the article yesterday where Ryan Coogler talked about what the original plan for the first movie, what they were going to do with uh, uh, mm. T'Challa and uh, his son, because he was he didn't he, he would have discovered he had a son after coming back from the blip, but uh, Nakia would have married and moved on. Now, if you haven't, oh sorry, I should have said, if you haven't watched Wakanda Forever. Don't yeah, they, they, well, man, that's not a spoiler. That's not a spoiler anyway, because this not that's not the movie. But he would have come back and uh Nakia would have been married and you know, and she would have married a Haitian dude, and you know, he, he will come back five years later and discover that he has a child. And it's like, oh that was, oh wow, that would have been interesting to see how that movie would have, you know, he's now trying to build a relationship with a child, you know, who's Haitian and all that. That was the original plan, and then Chadwick died. And then now did a new, they had to redo, uh, come up with a new story. And that's what you have as Wakanda forever. And I was like, wow, this, that, that team, kudos to that team, respect. And Talokan, oh, they brought something new to the table. <laughs> you know, it's a great soundtrack. Oh man, the soundtrack is fire. I already got the songs. I got two posters, thanks to DJ Benamin. 
and Tatiana King from um, For All Nerds podcast. Um, yeah, they had a great event. If those guys are hosting an event, please go attend it and support them. Mm. Um, Everything Everywhere, All At Once. I think I've praised that movie already. That movie is, yeah, that's my, I think that's my official number one movie of the year. The Woman King gave me a great time. I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. I don't care about any controversy. But there's one movie that I wish I had seen in the theater. I saw it on Netflix. Thought I was going to watch 30 minutes because I saw it's about four hours. So I was like, oh man, I ain't doing no four hours. It's almost mm-hmm. night time. I got to go to bed. And then I ended up watching the whole movie. I went to bed like one day. I was like, dang, this movie is good. I was like, oh, doing the dance too. Man, R, R, R. It's already been nominated for the Emmys. It's been nominated for Oscars. Whatever you're doing with your life, go watch that movie. That movie got everything. The Indian action. Woo! Bollywood came true. Yes, it's not the best Indian movie of the year. I know some Indians going to get mad. Dog, I get it. I get it. I get it. You guys got some. Native Americans? No, India. Oh. India. Oh. It's India versus Britain in the movie. It's this is woo. <laughs> this is a Brit. Oh man, you got everything. You happens when you grow up in Queens, <laughs> right? Being at the Indian bars. <laughs> hey man, this movie got everything. This is oh the action. I was like, wow, I, 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 like three hours and five minutes. And I'm never watching no Bollywood movies. I've made that mistake once and never will do it. Uh, I trust it. Uh, uh, and it was good, but it was closest I will ever enjoy to a Bollywood movie is um Life of Pi. Uh I I I, I watched uh, White Tiger. I watched White Tiger. <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> That's my Bollywood movie. That's my point. <laughs> you, you, you did not watch White Tiger on Netflix? I don't watch anything. I, I no. I'm, I'm, I get mad that it shows up on my Netflix at all, but considering yeah, yeah. where I live at, it's, it's, it's into the algorithm. It's oh, regional. Man, yeah. I can't help. Ne- Netflix knows. Netflix knows that you need some spice in your life. You need that have, real. I, spice. I get enough spice in my life. No, I'm not in plenty you of. Don't. That's why. That's why I'm not plenty of bars in this area. Different neighborhoods. High from you, right mm. now. So, go watch R R R. Great entertainment. Great. If the movie gets better as it goes along. That's I'll why watch it. I'll watch cool. it one day. The opening scene. Oh man, that action there! I was like, God damn! Oh, oh. now some Indians gonna be right, right to me and be like, Hey man, why are you gonna promote that movie? Now this, forget about that, dude. I've seen movies from everywhere. Is this the one that's like a tiger and he was running and then the tiger? Yeah, he dipped. On, oh no, I'm not watching that. I'm sorry, dude. No, that's not the beginning. You already promised, Corey. Come on. I, can't do it, y'all. I, that. I was like, nope. Nope. It's already been nominated for the Oscar. It's it got an Oscar nomination. Yo, this year's weak for movies for Oscars. It's not weak. It's a There's weak year Joy for Land movies. from Pakistan. Extremely weak. Joyland from Pakistan has a trans actor in uh it's, it's a trans story in um, Pakistan. There's man, there's a Tanzanian movie even nominated, and, and there's too much, but uh, 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 that's my movie. That's my movie. Right. That's the only movie that's that's the movie. I've been reading. Podcast for me. <laughs> what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah that you, you, you don't want the Indians and uh, Pakistanis. <laughs> I'm, putting, my, I'm putting myself on mute before I slip up and say something. Yeah, yeah. Put yourself on mute. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. maybe y'all just a little fatigued right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah we are. Mm-hmm. But I, I think this is the longest recording I've ever done. So we, we should end it here. You know. But um, <laughs> thank you all. Um, for giving me your time and on this yeah. Christmas Eve, I know my, my kid is angry upstairs because 
Um, in Germany, we open presents on Christmas Eve. So mm-hmm. she's like, why do you have this old man? Reading, like, hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we um, do the same thank thing you. in our please. house. <laughs> oh, you do the same thing? Oh, please. Uh-huh. So please let people know where they can find you one more time. And uh, yeah, let's uh, we'll wrap it up. All righty. Well, I started off, so I'll go again. I'm Improper Mimi. Um, Mimi Jacks is your host. That's me. You can find me um, Apple Podcasts, you know, YouTube, and everything on social media is Improper Mimi. That's right. And I think I go ahead, go ahead, Sasha. Okay, right. I think I went next when we first started, but. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at slash Marguerite. Uh, my podcast is Cozy Chat Podcast. You can find us at Cozy Chat Pod on Instagram. Uh, and, you know, I'm always popping on the TikTok, so follow. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Get those I'll that in the show notes. Yep. <laughs> love it and yo y'all can find me uh y'all can find the podcast uh at q points pod everywhere um and you can just check us out on our website uh qpoints.com and if you just want to like connect with me you can uh follow me at j ray is the name everywhere on the socials as well thanks for having me Raphael. always oh yeah thank you Raphael. sorry where can i find you Oh, one, thank, you, thank you for having me and it's always a pleasure talking with my peoples from the bpa uh you can find me on our socials uh the black podcasters association it's different spelling so just go to your favorite platform type in black podcasters association and you should see our account come up and uh, that's the best way to reach me is through one of those accounts um don't send any hate mail <laughs> yes don't do that don't do that uh, yeah. something right if you got haters hey. choose happiness <laughs> you're doing something extremely wrong by the way as my people will say umbana and as my wise people say dankeschön for giving me your time really appreciate it and uh much love to all of you and for everyone listening hey you know where to find us keep bringing the love sharing and give us donations, donations including cash, five stars, share with your friends. Don't keep this podcast to yourself. Don't be selfish. I do that to yourself. It's a new year, <laughs> new you. you know, make it make it your new year's uh, resolution and don't break it. All right. Thank you for the privilege of your company. I'll see you at the next episode. Bye. 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 Happy holidays, everybody. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to White Label American. If you enjoy the show, we'll appreciate if you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. If you have any questions, comments, or have someone who will be a good guest on the show, or you want to be on the show, send us a message at whitelabelamerican at gmail.com. And make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at White Label American. Thank you for your support.